Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! From the IMLD Home Studios, in its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Hello. Hi. Hi, buddy. How you doing? Good. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh, thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Trini. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Thank you. <laughs> what are you getting for Christmas? I don't know. Well, what do you want? Fidgets. You want what? A puppet. Well, I didn't understand what, what you said. You want what now? A puppet. Oh, a puppet. Oh. A puppet. Oh, a pop. What is a puppet? It's where you like pop it and then you flip it over and then it it pops again. Oh, okay. I I never heard of that one. That, that's that's the popular toy, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I have to go. Bye bye. Bye. A puppet. Go to bed, sweetheart. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Hello. Uh, yeah, I thought she said puppet, and then she explained it was actually puppet because that, that made yeah, it's, it made it's too like much little, sense. She's, it, it's a little fidget toy, and it's this. Okay. I, I think it's like you have one in your room. Yeah, I know you have one. We got it for you, but it, they're have, they're so silly. Yeah, the big one, the okay. Good night, sweetie. Now she's trying to have a whole conversation with me, and I can hardly <laughs> hear her. She's like, "Go on to bed." <laughs> Love you, sweetie. She's trying to tell me the life story of the poppet, like that I bought it for. I'm like, I know I bought it for you. I was there. Well, whatever. Go to bed, sweetheart. All right. Hey, how you doing? Happy belated birthday, old man. Thank you very much. Respect your elders. That's right. Yeah, for no, two it, weeks, it was... you get you get to enjoy being 46 for two weeks. It's gonna make perfect. It was gonna make too much sense that when she said that she wanted a puppet for Christmas because it was something I've heard of before. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. puppet. No, puppet. It's something that I haven't heard. Oh, okay, that, that makes much more sense. I'm so out of touch now. These these kids, whatever they come up with, it's guaranteed. I've never heard of it. So puppet was going to make sense. Yeah. I've heard of puppets, but it's not a yeah. puppet. It's a, it's a puppet. It's, it's, it's basically a different take on like a, a fidget spinner, you know, another thing yeah. that we didn't have when we were kids. 
<laughs> you know, because the kids yeah, who needed the fidget spinners at our school were all on the first floor. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> so, just you know, we, we start giving, having holiday flashbacks and, and Christmas thoughts and flashbacks from our <laughs> old times, and we start thinking about our Christmas right. programs and uh, being indoctrinated at Skinner with all the Christmas songs. And Wait, jingle bells. Just start doing it. You just started <laughs> doing start it. Start snapping you? your fingers. Snapping your fingers and rocking back and forth. We got to get Renard right. on the show. Send us all into uh, send us all into like the, the Pavlov dog thing, you know. That's right. Ruin all the counseling that we've had trying to get that out of our heads. Just put us right back out in the in the same auditorium with with Miss Stuber, Stuber and yeah, uh, and Doing all the, the other same people. Songs every year. Yeah. The same. Yeah. But hey, we used to, we got to go downtown to the bank and we got McDonald's cheeseburgers, so we were all happy. Daddy, why do you know White Christmas in sign language? Oh, it's a long, long story, honey. <laughs> oh my gosh, long story. Bad flashback. Uh, oh man, yeah. And now it's all of a sudden like, yep, yeah, I can still, I still remember some of it. Oh man. Oh yeah, those those are memories that will never go away. In some cases, unfortunately. Yes. Many years of therapy will never never countermand that. If you haven't figured it out yet, you are listening to the only football show that will take you back to your Christmas assembly days and, and remembering the songs that you yes. were forced to memorize when you were six years old. This is indeed In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here with you live on a Thursday night, December the 23rd, 2021. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We're here because tomorrow's Christmas Eve and Jay the Family Man will not be available then. But next night is Christmas night and neither one of us will be available then. And so we are getting our week 16 preview and week 15 recap out of the way here tonight on the 23rd, one day after my 46th birthday, as you just heard. Uh, And really uh, extra special uh, unpreparedness to uh, this show tonight that I've not only that, just basically finished trying to figure out who I want in, in these games uh, coming up, which is so difficult because half of them, I don't know who's going to play uh, because of all the goop outbreaks. But on top of that, I know there's a game going on that we picked before we came yes. on the air we, that we picked several hours ago. And I haven't seen a second of it because as soon as I got home from work, my wife uh, threw me in the car and we went and dropped off uh, Christmas dinner at her uncle's house, which ah. is uh, 30 minutes away from here. So I got back from that, immediately started cramming and trying to figure out who I want in these games. And by the time I finished that, it was time to start the show. And so I literally have no update at all uh, for the San Francisco, Indi- uh, wait, who's playing? Tennessee. Tennessee San Fran Indy yes. game that we picked. Uh, Tennessee just scored a touchdown uh, and pending the extra point, we'll tie up the game at 10. Ah. So that okay, so I didn't, a t- a Tennessee I didn't miss touchdown, a lot of scoring. No, a Tennessee touchdown is about to make it 10-10 if they get the extra point, which which <laughs> isn't the automatic that it used to be. <laughs> well, that, this is true. At, no, oh. and the extra point is good. And with, it's 10-10 uh, San Francisco halfway through the third quarter. Okay, it's shaping up to be a, a good finish in that one. Uh, so, yeah, you, you might be keeping an eye on that as a football fan while listening to us live, for those of you listening live. Um, and if so, thank you for, for joining in. And 
listening to our pre-Christmas broadcast. Yeah, Jay, uh, all this craziness that happened last week, and there's going to be more craziness this week, but I don't know if it's going to be quite as bad as last week with the games being moved and the schedule being yeah. switched around. And, and after all of that, what happened? We both split them right down right the middle. down the middle. You know, and that was that was classic us having a week where we disagree on ten games. <laughs> and and that, that that that's old school. That's what we used to do when we would disagree on ten games is we'd split them right down the middle, five and five, no pushes. So yeah, we each get five, so we could each claim geniusness over the other. Uh, you know, we each hit our uh, lock. That's right. We both hit our lock, although mine was about as cheap of a lock cover as you can get, but I will take it. Uh, Buffalo had no business covering that number, but they 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 passed up the field goal that would have put them up. It would still would have put the game out of reach, and it wasn't even a long field goal, and they went for it on a fourth and two and scored a touchdown to, to cover the big number. So I was like, okay, thank you. Uh, I mean, I was, I was happy they did it, but I, yeah, I – there, that felt like uh, some some uh, somebody had money on that game. Hmm. Maybe some some money sticking out of some coaches' pockets there, trying to cover that number. Yeah. yeah. You you danced on the grave of the of the Jaguars, and I thought that they would get the the dead cat bounce uh, from from. Nope. They're they're even man. That that's a this, that's just a wreck. That cat is dead. It is ripped Man. in pieces. It is buried. The fur is is flown, and there is no bouncing that cat. That cat is flat in the road. Yeah, the Jags are they're done. Yeah, completely. Uh, so yeah, that that's our week fifteen breakdown, and on to we you know. <laughs> Uh, no, it was uh, yeah. There was a lot to, uh, to to unpack. That sure, what to make of all of it? Yeah, that Buffalo one. That's just uh, did, did that engender any confidence that they covered that number? Or is that just them stepping on another bug? With the Panthers are yes. not very good. Yes. No, no, and they were they were fully in control of that game. It wasn't like Buffalo ever. You never watched that game, or, or was. If you're following that game, you never felt like it was going to be anything other than Buffalo winning. It just became, can they cover the two touchdowns? Can they cover the big number? And it didn't. It looked like they weren't going to uh, until the final two minutes, and then they score the the touchdown to to put it out of reach and and to give me my lock. Um, You know, and I believe we we agreed on that one, right? We crapped on each other's lock last oh, week okay. a little so bit. Oh, okay. So we both crapped I... on each other's lock. So you had Carolina. So, and I and I uh. had the Jags, and we both so we both lost. The uh, but the other person got their lock. So hey, good for us. Yeah, poor Cam. I I, I thought Cam Newton, and and I've been the one saying that this is not the right use of Cam Newton this whole time. I, no. I think. Uh, Matt Rule is throwing Cam out there as a full service quarterback, which he just not. He, he is no longer. He, I mean, he may be at some point again if his if his arm you know completely comes back, but I don't think that's really going to happen. I think he's just been, gotten beat up too much and aged out of of the position, uh, playing it the way that he used to be able to play it. That MVP cam is he's not walking through that door. Um, if you keep him around as Superman and put him in there in goal line packages, I think that's the best use of him. But they're not doing that right now and. I guess I thought that they could at least stay within two possessions by sort of 
curtailing what he can't do and, and ex- accentuating the strengths because it's kind of right. obvious what his weaknesses are nowadays, but they, they, they haven't, they haven't done that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Getting, getting Cam Newton to score from the one yard line, you know, doing the Superman play isn't the hard part. The hard part is getting to the one yard line. Yeah. And that's what Carolina is just not very good at when they, when they get him down there, he converts. I, I mean, you know, he's virtually unstoppable. He's bigger than most of the guys trying to tackle him, and he clearly can get in there. But the rest of it, the you know, the between the ones, <laughs> uh, the quarterback play is, is where he's been lacking, and it's been, and that's one of the reasons why I picked against them and locked that up because you can you can clearly see that that Cam is mm-hmm. he's, he's yeah. you know, under another game under five yards per attempt, which is yeah. just miserable. Can't can't do that. Can't play football and, like that. And he's their leading rusher. Right. Yeah, it's not going to work out well that way at all. So that was your lock, and then my lock with the uh, the Texans over the Jaguars. You, you mean the same OC in Jacksonville, Daryl Bevel, the same guy that has his offense playing so awful, didn't make the difference. He didn't. He didn't make the offense better after Urban Meyer got shit canned. Yeah. Really. What? I guess not. Yeah, I, you know, I was looking at this today. The Jags have had three teams that have outscored them by more than double this season. <laughs> That's an NFL franchise. There are three teams in the league who have outscored the Jags, have more than doubled up the Jags' offensive production scoring-wise this season. That that blows your mind. That's an NFL franchise. Purportedly, yeah, allegedly, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's um, it's so sad because we're what five years removed from them playing actual meaningful football, and, and when they had that world class defense, and they are just uh, they're a wreck right now. Uh, they have that, that feels like thirty years ago, and they're going to be picking team top, in the AFC title game again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah they, had, they had a ten point they had a ten point lead in the fourth quarter of the AFC Championship game. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, they're gonna they got number one last year and they're gonna get number one again. I don't think they're taking yeah. another quarterback. That would be uh, uh, that no. would be funny if they did. No, you feel like that would be you know if I, if I'm the Jags and I'm trying to build a franchise around Trevor Lawrence, I, I hate to say it, but that's not a skill position type thing. Uh, this to me feels like you get the you get the beef. It's not a sexy pick, but you, you got to get some beef either up front or, or on the defense. But I don't think you just go and get them a receiver or a running back when there's so many um, in these drafts. Or or if you're sitting there at number one and you already have the quarterback, that you can get a hell of a haul um, hmm. trading out of that pick, which I might be tempted to do if I'm the Jags and you've got somebody who needs a quarterback. We know how these teams all lose their mind for a quarterback, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, if they're if they're if they're willing, if they're uh, if yeah. Chad Khan and, and his people, if the their Lions, are open if I'm to the it. Lions, I mean, if I'm the Lions, I'm putting together a package. Yeah, they're they're definitely going to be in the hunt. You know, and the um, Lions might not have to put together that big of a package because they might be picking two. Right. So there's a chance yeah. if the Jags hold at one, that you know, but the, the reason you do it if you're Detroit and you flip flop the pick or you do something is because. You're more worried not so much about who the Jags are going to pick, but that somebody else is going to, you know, jump up and kind of ape your pick. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't even know who that quarterback is going to be that is going to emerge in the next few months as the got to have it can't yeah, this prospect. This doesn't seem like the strongest quarterback class to me. But it doesn't matter. By the time no, the draft comes, the hype will have yes. been pushed to the moon so high that somebody is going to emerge. You can't miss on this quarterback. The the North Dakota State superstar that followed Trey Lancers. It's going to be somebody uh, you never heard of, and yeah. all of a sudden he's going to be the guy that you have to have. He, he can't miss. He went to the combine, yeah. and he just showed everybody what he's got, and now he's definitely consensus the number one pick in the draft. Well, okay. We both talked about our locks. Uh, we probably shouldn't spend too much more time talking about the Texans or the Jaguars. I, well, just that uh, I want to mention that I, oh. that was the, that was my second time this year. I, I realized uh, locking in the Houston Texans. Yes. The first time didn't go so well. The first time didn't work. Um, and, and I got away with it this time, this time I cashed. So I was very happy that I, I went to the well again with that. I, the, the Texans did not deserve to be locked ever this season, but I did it twice. <laughs> And the first time was a, was an abstract failure, but this time I got it done thanks to the awful Jacksonville Jaguars, who are an even bigger failure. And the one other thing I wanted to mention, speaking of the Jaguars, is I'm a winner, baby. I told you at the beginning of the season, whatever the Jags were, minus whatever, to not make the playoffs seem like easy money. And they were, I think, the first team eliminated from playoff contention, like not not even last week, but the week before. Um, so, yeah, they went down in flames behind Urban Meyer, as I figured they would. And that's just that's, – that was so easy. That was nothing I, I saw on the board as far as, uh, you know, there were other teams w- that were locked to not make the playoffs like the Jets and the Lions and whatnot, but their yeah. odds were so astronomical. But the Jaguars were actually within reason to me. And that was the uh, little $10 free bet that uh, MGM sent me. Uh, online for opening my account, and I said yes, all in, all ten bucks on Jags do not make the playoffs, and I am a winner for that. And I think everyone wow. should have been a winner because that was easy, easy money. So thank you, thank you, Urban Meyer, thank you, Jacksonville Jaguars, thank you, Shad Khan, thank you for being the absolute shit stain organization that you have always been and continue to be. And I think that's an easy bet next year as well. I don't even know who they're bringing in as a coach, but I think that's another easy bet. And, and now to, to go back to that show, which would be our season preview show when we were touching mm-hmm. up on all of those numbers, I believe my two more controversial ones were, uh, I know I might have had the Steelers out, but may, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I had them, but I know I had the Seahawks out. And that was yeah. the the one I wished I would have put some money on because that one actually would have won me some money. That wouldn't have won me 10 bucks. No, but uh, the, more, the controversial part, I think, was you had them last in the division, and that just kind of blew me away. Like, yeah. Huh? yeah, you, you kind of side-eyed me on that one, and, and oh, there they are. I don't, and I don't yeah. think it's going to be close. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, I always try to keep that uh, season – pick sheet that I write down by hand because yeah. I'm old and I always try to keep it nearby. And then I always lose it and misplace it anyway. So it's around here somewhere. The, uh, and I think you have them on your phones. Uh, what we, what we picked in the preseason. I do. I have it right. Well, maybe not oh, here. It is. Uh, I, I did have the Steelers out. So I had the Steelers and the Seahawks out of the playoffs this year. 
Wow. Sure did. Okay. So, yeah, you had uh, your division winners were KC, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Buffalo. And I was with you, except I had Baltimore in the uh, in the AFC North instead of right. uh, Cleveland. Uh, but we had the same uh, division winners uh, other than that in the AFC. And then our wild cards that we both had the uh, the Clippers, and you had the Ravens and Colts, and I had the Patriots and Steelers. So that's uh, we, we we had some interesting picks there, and yeah. uh, most of them are looking really good still. Uh, and, yeah, and the Steelers think, are even uh, trying to fight back. Cardinals. I don't think we had the Cardinals in. Oh, I know. I didn't have the Cardinals in. I'm yeah, sure that's I had probably that's the one. I had Dallas division. to win the division. Um, that was my one hot take on the East, and you had Washington to repeat, I believe. Yeah, I think that I think mine was hotter than yours. I think the Cowboys were definitely the uh, the, the people's oh, favorite the there. Consensus. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be uh, cute. So, not really sure where you want to start. Um, you know, with the with the rest of the games, I've I've my thoughts. So I don't know if there was a game that really stood out to you because there were a lot of interesting, compelling games. Uh, there was a team we swore we weren't going to talk about anymore this year that uh, jumped up and someone in the face. <laughs> Here they come again. Oh man, the that's Steelers what, that's will what not we go away. Oh, not just no. I was talking about the Lions. <laughs> okay. We were we danced on their grave, right? Hey, you guys got your win. That's cute. Now we don't have to talk about you anymore. And, and they didn't just beat the Cardinals. They whooped them. They housed them. Yeah, I mean to be that big of an underdog and to have that big of a win. I mean, when you're coming from you know your 12 point underdog and you win by 18. That's not historic, like when we had that Buffalo-Minnesota one a few years ago. It's not far off. It, was, was it, but it wasn't that far 16? off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was also the margin of victory in that Buffalo-Minnesota one. Oh, no, yeah. Like five touchdown crazy. <laughs> right. Um, where it was like the biggest blowout by more than two touchdown underdog, like, ever. This, ever, This right. one wasn't ever. <laughs> this one wasn't quite a two-touchdown dog. But this is a team that was, what, one win, one tie, and lost all the rest, uh, beating a team that looked like it was on cruise control going to the playoffs, and maybe that was Arizona's problem. I mean, that's the only takeaway from that game to me is just the big question about the Cardinals. It's not about the Lions. Lions Lions compete, they they fight, they bite kneecaps. We talked about that ad nauseum. The, The only question is the Cardinals. Will they slough off and fade away after taking the L like that to the Lions, or will they look at themselves and say, oh, no, we, we can't go out like that. We got we to gotta be better than that. Because we've seen both. We're old enough that we've seen both. We've seen surprise teams like this. And I consider the Cardinals a surprise team. I don't, you know, yes. I, I, I thought a lot less of them than you did before the season, but I think we both agree that for them to be in this spot where they looked like they were going to run away with the division and now it's actually a fight again, but they still could yeah. win uh, the NFC West. Um, that that is a surprise. I don't think a whole lot of people had them fighting for the top of the conference uh, by this point of the season. But we've seen surprise teams emerge uh, so many times throughout the years, and we've seen them go both ways. We've seen them take a bad L from a bad team and then springboard off of that to have a big, long playoff run. We've also seen them completely crumble and go, oh, well, we, maybe we weren't as good as we thought we were, you know, a little bit of an imposter syndrome. Um that that's the only question. They, the the Cardinals got r- totally ran down by a total no name running back, uh, 
that that's a real bad trend to have something like that happen. The, the Cardinals getting run over uh, lately by running backs that you never heard of. Uh, I, I I don't know which way they're going to wind up going, but that's the only real takeaway from that game. I don't think that game was an indication that the Lions are secretly some superpower no. <laughs> that's about to emerge no. uh, and, and threaten the NFC in the future. Although if I'm the Lions, I would have probably inked Dan Campbell to a three-year extension at halftime. Just based off of that? Because I'll tell you what, we can, we've, we've knocked the Lions this year, ankle biters, they made the coach cry, all that stuff. They clearly play for this guy. They're trying. They're still trying. There's, there's no they're, doubt. They're still trying. They're still fighting. They're playing for. They're playing for a coach. They, they clearly believe they just don't have the talent. They're just bad. They're bad at football. But when you have a team that's that far down, I mean, they're not the Jaguars. I, I take the Lions over the Jaguars right now if they play dead dead. <laughs> I mean, there's they're still clearly competing, and I, that that goes to coaching. Right? And to show up in a game like this. Jared Goff looked competent. He threw three touchdowns. He was clean. Uh, yeah, no-name running back runs all over the Cardinals. I, you know, the Cardinals' feeling to me, I remember even going back to the season preview, was I expected them to graduate this year from fun bad to, to fun, right? They, they, and they, they did, but they just they shot out of the gate, and they were winning all these games. They won a game they should have lost. They lost a game they should have won. So you can flip-flop the Green Bay uh, and Minnesota things so that comes out in the wash so they you know they, they still ended up with the right result just probably in the opposite games they, they, they've got that Pittsburgh vibe to me right now they, they remind me of last year's Steelers it's like okay now we're starting to get into the crunch time and are you getting a little exposed here hmm. and that's what I'm starting to wonder about because that's two that's two L's in a row for them mm-hmm. and and two two L's that they didn't look particularly good yeah, that imposter syndrome uh, possibly coming up for for the right. uh, for the cards. Uh, so they they haven't looked uh, on all cylinders basically since Kyler Murray went down with injury uh, four, yeah. five, six weeks ago. Um, that now they had some uh, impressive outings with uh, Colt McCoy as the backup, but he also uh, had some L's as well. So it was a mixed bag with him, and then Kyler finally made his big return. We had those couple of weeks where it looked like he was ready and then he nah, not quite. So he's going to sit out another yep. week and sit another week. And then he finally comes back and yeah, he hasn't looked quite the same. He, and there's a couple of quarterbacks uh, around the league that don't quite look right. Um, you know, he, he and Dak Prescott leading the way. And then Lamar Jackson was the king of all of them before he uh, had to uh, sit out last week with his ankle injury. Um, but yeah, Kyler's right there uh, with those guys as like something's off and it doesn't take much in the NFL for a quarterback to, if he's off then that just torpedoes everything. You have to be on and you have to be, you know, perfectly on. And you even saw, you know, with the goat with Tommy uh, on Sunday yeah. night, when you're, when you're just a little off, it, it, it can look really bad. And uh, especially so, against yeah. the team that eats your lunch, the way that the yes. saints just, I don't know what it is, but if you're Tampa right now, and you're going to make the playoffs, you're going to win the division. But, man, I guarantee you they're all sitting around just hoping and praying that the Saints don't sneak into whatever slot would be playing against the, against the Bucks. And because you absolutely called that. I, you know, that's one where I, I yep, strained my elbow and my, and my shoulder, patting myself <laughs> on the back for that one because that's, 
that's been his his sort of bugaboo. That's been his like nemesis matchup uh, since he's gone over to Tampa. And New Orleans has had his number even in the playoff game for for three quarters. You know that was just Drew Brees. You know falling apart before our very eyes. Um, you know they were they were giving it to Brady pretty good, but to shut him out was that that's impressive. That was a shocker. Uh, the nine to nothing victory by the Saints. They didn't exactly light up the scoreboard, obviously. Uh, but right. that's all they needed. They they only needed the uh, they only really needed you know a field goal to win that game. Now uh, Tommy got busted in the fucking mouth all night long, particularly on third down. Cameron Jordan lived in the backfield. This is uh, one of those divisional matchup deals where clearly there's a matchup problem and it can be exploited every game. So that's twice a year that you can get a little bit of an edge or betting edge. And I ignored it. I've seen what the saints have done to, to Tommy uh, the last couple of years and I ignored it and it, it came through again. I, I just didn't think that it was going to work this time. There's been some uh, injuries in the, uh, in the saints defense. And um, really it was more about Tom Brady and the, in the, in the, in the Buccaneers and the way that, Offense had been humming lately. They uh, weathered everybody coming out hot uh, in the passing game to start the year. Whether it was uh, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, whether it was Justin Herbert in the in the Clippers, whether it was Joe Burrow in the Bengals, um, everybody that was taking turns at number one, uh, Matthew Stafford, of course, in the Rams. And after everything settled in, there's Tommy. There's the Buccaneers' number one pass offense in football. It's like this is the way it was supposed to be. This is the way you know, everything was going to shake down when, when it was all said and done. Uh, Tampa at number one and the Bucks rolling and looking great offensively. And I didn't think even the Saints and what they've historically done to Tommy, I don't, I didn't think they were going to be able to stop him. And they didn't just stop him. They stopped him dead in his tracks. Man, what, what an unbelievable performance. What a job by the New Orleans defense to deliver that shutout, uh, you talk about Dan Campbell should have got a contract extension immediately uh, after his game. Somebody needed to fire their head coach in the league. I don't know who. Uh, there's a couple of spots open, of course, in, in Vegas and Jacksonville who's got uh, interim coaches. But somebody needed to throw their coach out and immediately uh, and hire Dennis Allen as their head coach just yeah. based on his history of performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it was that was as impressive of a win. Uh, you know, probably one of the more how many exciting nine to nothing games have we had? <laughs> but that was exciting uh, because it wasn't because yeah. we were watching great football, but you you were watching a team completely stifle and stymie. You know, Tommy, he's, he's the goat, you know, and he hasn't right. been shut out in a decade and a half. I mean, whatever the number was where he hadn't been shut out since, and it was a long time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like New Orleans was exactly, you know, firing on all cylinders. They put up three field goals. You'd think if I told you before when we picked the games that New Orleans was going to get nine, you would have felt even better about your Tampa pick. Right, because there's no way Tommy, after the week after putting up, you know, 33 and the overtime win over the Bills, D, yeah. uh, there's no way he's putting up less than, than nine. He's putting up 40 on, on the Saints. Come on, obviously. Yeah. And, and apparently Tommy is not a big fan of Sean Payton. Uh, or the whole Saints staff. <laughs> well, after, you know, uh, after yeah, he, he ran was... over there and pretty much told him, you know, go F himself. Yeah, I didn't 
I didn't see that particular play happen, but I read about that. So I thought he was yeah. the way I was reading it. I thought he was doing it basically at the bench or at the entire staff. I didn't know. Oh, no, no, no. You ran right up. And said, you said it right to Peyton's face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm almost certain it was right after that last pick that he threw at about the three, three and a half minute mark. Like they, they, I'm sure Peyton said something. I'm sure they were rubbing it in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sean is not exactly the, uh, the, the most gracious person in the world. <laughs> Yeah, now you had uh, you had mentioned because we were talking about teams. We said we weren't going to talk about anymore, and you immediately went to Pittsburgh. Um, we had them buried. We, we had we, them dead well, and buried. But we both we we had them dead and buried, but we both picked them because that's just the type of game that Mike Tomlin wins. Yeah. And just and again, so hard to trust the Titans right now against anybody who can punch them back. Although right yeah. now they're up seventeen to ten. Go figure. Go, go figure. I mean, yeah, I definitely don't trust the Titans, especially that specific game against the Steelers and what they what they presented out there, which was they clearly and it was sad to watch. It was they, they clearly uh, the, the Titans and, and the offensive coordinator Todd Downing. There, there's several teams, and we talk about them every week, that are clearly trying to win football games in spite of their quarterback, not because of. And I put the Titans in that same category now that, uh, you know, Derrick Henry went down. And I said right when it happened, they got to figure out a way to not have to rely on Ryan Tannehill. They don't want this to turn into the Tanny show because we've all seen the Tanny show in Miami. It's a bad show. It got canceled. And it's clear in this game against the Steelers that uh, Todd Downing and the, and the Titans were doing all they could to coach around Ryan Tannehill. And still, Ryan Tannehill calls in the game. It's amazing how they tried to avoid <laughs> Tanny calls him the game, and he still found a way to, to throw an interception. He lost a fumble. He only threw for 153 yards. I, I'm still not taking the Steelers seriously. They do refuse to no. die. They, they are the undertaker. They, they have risen from the dead. They are in the playoff chase. But to me, that game was actually more about the Titans and how they really are struggling to, to find a way to coach around Ryan Taylor. They, they got that – Remember that one game against the, uh, the 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 Patriots? They managed to get 200 yards rushing out of two no-name running backs that weren't Derrick Henry, and still couldn't beat the Patriots because their quarterback yeah. is Ryan Tannehill. I'm sorry. Well, let's, just... let's let's not forget Ryan Tannehill's 153 was more than Roethlisberger threw for, and uh, I believe the Titans ran for 200. They did, and Tanny still the, lost the, the game because he because of the Steelers. turnovers to the Steelers 35 yards running. So the Titans did everything they were supposed to do, but no, they're right. Exactly what we said. These are the kinds of games Pittsburgh, they have no business winning and they win because Pittsburgh will then turn around and lose to teams. They have no business losing to. That's true. That that's what kind of scares me also about the Steelers is uh, let me look at their schedule. They don't have any more cupcakes left. They don't have any more games left that they have no business losing that they would go on go on and lose. Oh, so, I think the, so they're going to go on a run. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it, they 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 just they just might. There's no games for them to fall asleep against. Uh, they're at Kansas City this week. Uh, next week is hosting the Brownies, and the finale of the regular season is at Baltimore. Yeah, they they're going to be alert and awake for all those games. They might not win them all, but they're they're not going to go to sleep and then lose to teams they have no business losing to. Yeah. And, yeah, they're right on the edge um, of the playoffs right now. I mean, they're basically a game back, and they have that tie 
which if you end up in a situation where they're tied with another team and wins, they'll go to the playoffs over them because they had the tie against the Lions. Got that half-game lead over the uh, Raiders, Dolphins, yep. Browns, and Broncos right now. <laughs> that damn tie. Ugh. Boy, I tell you. So it's uh, that 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 AFC soup is it's 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 fun. It is it's crazy. Uh, the NFC soup is uh, sadder still, but it, it's that's not, more like chunky soup. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's not devoid of of, of interest. It's uh, when you talk about the Vikings holding on to the last spot over the Eagles and and Saints. Now the Saints are going to have to do this. Uh, on the back of their defense because they've got serious quarterback issues. We don't have a whole lot of goop clarity. Uh, yeah, Ian, but, Ian Book, I believe, yeah. making his first NFL start on Monday mm-hmm. night where I saw one of the line uh, posted for that game on one of the apps I look at for scores and stuff. One of the lines just said N.A. <laughs> That's not a surprise. Yeah, so I, I, I will put it to you right away. Um, we may want to pick that Monday nighter on Monday. Uh, just in case uh, Taysom Tebow gets cleared and, and makes a comeback. Yeah, there, there's that, that's you know we're we're at Thursday now, so that's still four days to, till till the game. Uh, I'm okay picking everything through Sunday, but there's so much up in the air for that Monday nighter. I'm okay not picking that show, that picking that game tonight. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with with punting that one. That's fine. Yeah, we we're, we're malleable. Well, you know, it's our yeah. show, <laughs> so we could we, we we still pick we still pick the games before the games are played, which is what counts. <laughs> not not after, not after. I was going to give a disclaimer uh, before we made our picks about look, there's so much goop uncertainty right now with with all of these games with with the procedures. Uh, there's so yes. many possibilities that guys who got diagnosed with the goop at the beginning of the week still might get cleared in time to play the games. We just don't know. Um, so, yeah, I was going to give the disclaimer that there very well may be more contingencies and more changed picks uh, right. Right. on this, on this slate than ever yeah. before. Because we may need of the to fact call some that, audibles. Yeah, because of the fact that it's Thursday and so much could change between now and, and Sunday. So we, all, we, as always, reserve the right to go on Twitter and say, this game that I said on the show, I'm going this way. I am now going with new information. I'm going the other way. Uh, so that that's certainly something that we might do. I do have one contingency already planned, and uh, there may be you. I don't know if you have any planned or not, but the just in general, there's a lot of stuff uh, still up in the air that we might yeah, go I, on 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 Twitter and change. No contingencies yet, but I do have a game where the way I was leaning all week drastically changed because of a COVID um, yeah issue. So. And, you know, and because I was uh, a little upset-minded in one of these games, and then all of a sudden I see the, the wires and someone's on, oh, well, there goes that. <laughs> Never mind that. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, there, there's, like I said, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty out there. So, yeah, I definitely was going to make that um, that announcement that, look, it, that we're doing these, these things, these games on Thursday, and uh, Jason is at IMLDJTG on Twitter. I am at IMLDJRE. Stuff might change and might happen and news might break in the next 48 hours uh, before these games start. And we absolutely reserve the right to uh, go on Twitter and change our minds before the games start. Or, yeah, um, a lot of lot of that, that might happen this week, I, I have a feeling. And the next yeah. few weeks and as well. I was texting you during 
uh, one of the games, and and that was uh, te- texting my admiration of one Tyler Huntley and what he's been able yeah. to do uh, in basically that in a game and a half with a little bit of other limited action in, in moving that Baltimore offense, and that's one of the reasons why I had them. I actually had them to win. Uh, they came close. Um, they tried. They tried really hard. Uh, John Harbaugh does not lack stones. We'll give him that. That's two losses that they've <laughs> had hung on him now because they've opted away from playing for overtime and just tried to go get the win and lost both times. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't yeah, blame for either one myself. Yeah, uh, but I, I said I thought that Huntley was a a worse running but better throwing version of Lamar Jackson, and he looked the part. Uh, nothing but compliments from me for the effort by the Ravens overall and by Tyler Huntley in general. They almost come back and beat the Green Bay Packers uh, straight up, but they do manage to cover the number for you. Uh, And again, because of injuries and depletion, I understand John Harbaugh going for the win. Uh, I I, I get it. Uh, he's, he's, He's the one that knows his team better than any of us watching at home. He's looking at those guys. He's seeing how beat up they are. He's seeing that they're dragging their bodies to the end of these games. And, he's yeah, he tried to steal two of them, and he failed both times. And I still don't blame him. I, I, you know, just because he, uh, he didn't win, I don't think that makes it a, a wrong decision. Um, yeah, nice job again by, by Snoop Huntley, who, uh, uh, although Ian Rappaport on Twitter uh, said before the, the game started that, uh, Lamar Jackson was uh, not going to make it with his ankle injury, so Snoop Dogg uh, was going to get the start at quarterback, oh. which I'm sure was was news to Snoop Dogg when he got linked to that tweet. <laughs> I, I, that made me laugh very hard. Like, no, that wrong Snoopy, and good good try, but no, wrong Snoop. Uh, throws for 215 yards, runs for 73 more, and four total touchdowns, two running and two throwing. Yeah, would Lamar have done all of that? Uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. Not the way he's been playing. Uh, so yeah, nice, uh, nice pick by you. And you said it, was, it smelled like a trap, and, and I'm the one that got caught. So yeah, good job out of you. All right. Yeah, I, I liked that one. Yeah, but I, I would have felt a little better if I had gone all the way and gotten the win. But um, did, did not expect a 31 to 30 game. That's for sure. No, that was a that was a barn burner. Yeah, um, and the Packers' offense would you know, came out a little little bit, you know, a little off early, um, and actually got down right away in that game. And Baltimore was actually up on him a couple of times, but man, it, 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 this, this is Aaron Rodgers. He's pretty good at football. He's not bad. Yeah, when he when he gets in rhythm, uh, it's it's very hard to to touch them. Um, you're, you're the one of us, of us two that have the uh, sort of side eye at, at John Harbaugh, and he's going for, for two situations. Uh, so around the NFL, they were talking about this. So I'll ask you the question because I, I understood both times. But what do you see that as, uh, those decisions uh, for John Harbaugh? Because uh, somebody on that show said that he saw it as a almost a crisis of confidence that, that John Harbaugh is looking at his own team and sort of doubting them. Uh, do you see it as something quite that deep? I, I've got the best kicker in the league, right? So you, you got to figure Justin Tucker is going to hit that extra point. <laughs> so it's not that he's worried about his kicker. That thing goes 31-31. They go to overtime. I understand that he probably doesn't feel confident having it all come down to a, a coin flip. 
you really I had a the way that Baltimore and Green Bay were both moving the football, it's very likely that whoever won the coin toss might have just gone down and scored the touchdown. I'm I'm thinking both teams might have been gassed a little bit, but I would still want to take that chance, you know, of getting into the overtime versus putting all of it on one play. Okay. You know, I, but that's, that's, but I'm the one who's been trying to figure out why all these teams are, are losing their heads and going for, you know, fourth down conversions in the first quarter instead of just, you know, taking some sure points. And in a lot of these situations, these points come back and, and you miss them at the end of these games. Yeah, I think a lot of those are not just the circumstance of well, we're close to the end zone, but I really think a lot of them is just the circumstance of the of the yardage that you need. Like, yeah. I think guys like Brandon Staley and and John Harbaugh they see fourth and two, fourth and three, uh, and almost it almost doesn't matter where they are on the on the field. They go, well, we can get that. It's just a couple of yards. Come on, we can do that. I think I really do think of Staley uh, on a lot of those, uh, especially that one game that we. Uh, that we yeah. saw the uh, the primetime effort uh, against the Chiefs. I think a lot of those, if they were fourth and four, fourth and five, instead of fourth and three or two and a half, I, I think he would have uh, taken the, the three points. I, but I think they're just so close. They're right there. And they go, we only need a couple yards. Come on. So uh, it, it's tough. I, I still understand the, uh, the going forward. Uh, I still understand the metrics say that it's a, a little slight, you know, slightly, more likely chance of winning if you do go forward and get it. Um, but I, I also understand that it's not 100% to zero that you go forward and, and you're going to win the game if you if you go forward. So some of those times where the metrics, they go for it, you might want to back off a little. And, I, and I'm, I'm a fan of going forward, but even I was like, eh, some of these, uh, I, don't, I don't know, maybe you should take the three. Yeah, and then again, this is the Ravens who are fighting for a playoff spot going for two and this isn't the lions who who came back and you know they have one win <laughs> you know it's like, okay yeah we don't need to see any extra football this is a bad team strike while the iron is hot sneak off with a victory um yeah the ravens now it will never know if they cost them we won't know if they cost themselves uh you know two victories by going for it but we know they definitely piled up two l's doing it this way yeah, but on the same token, I also think that that almost shows why they they went for it. This isn't like you said. This isn't some losing franchise. This isn't some coach that uh, is trying to be a gunslinger and and go for the win and and show what kind of a riverboat gambler he is. This is an established uh, head coach, uh, the, maybe the one that I respect the most in the league, um, and I that, I think that lends credibility to him saying, look, I'm looking at my team and I know they, they're not going to make it through overtime. They, they just, they, they're, they, they have no chance. They're gassed and, and they're hurt and it, it's not going to work out. So I'm trying to go for, for these wins and trying to steal them. Uh, I think that actually to me gives it more credibility because he's not the guy. He's not that guy trying to, to show everybody his geniusness and, and, and try right. to show that, you know, that he can, he can be the gambler and, and, go for the, the, go for the full house when everyone's going for the, you know, for the three of a kind or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that's how I, I feel. I, I think John Harbaugh uh, knows what he's doing and knows when he sees his, his guys that no, we're, we're not going to get through an overtime. Yeah. And now that's turned to that AFC North and you want to talk about soup. It's a, it's a one game spread 
from first to last in that division right now? Uh, the Browns with that L that they took went from first to last, right? It, in one game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because that's how uh, that's how uh, close it is in, in that division. Yeah, it's eight and six, eight and six, seven, six and one, and seven and seven. They are definitely all right there. Now, if you want to go with one of our old measuring sticks, uh, plus minus, and try to make some some differential in that division that way i think that gives a little more uh shines a little more of a light on who's legit and who's not in that division because going by plus minus the Bengals are head and shoulders above that division at 66 yeah uh on the plus minus and then after and also that with the, the least points allowed as well so the you know they've been although all four of those teams have played okay defense i mean they're all pretty soupy and 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 that way too, but no, it actually lines up for, uh, that Pittsburgh would be the the odd team out there at minus that minus four, minus forty four. Yeah, and they're a half a game over five hundred. Um, yeah, I like I said, they they keep rising from the dead. They keep sticking that hand up out of the grave and somehow and and staying relevant and staying alive. But uh, that, that's why I, I I'm looking at that schedule and saying. They're going to they're going to compete because they can't go to sleep because they have you know they actually have three good games and three real teams ahead of them, but that doesn't mean they're going to win those games just because they're they're going to be uh, alive for them. But they're they're going to be there. They're they're going to compete. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, minus four forty four for the Steelers, and then minus thirteen for the Browns, and then the Ravens are right there at plus nineteen. So yeah, the the Bengals. I I'm still still you know very surprised at that. I did not think they would be this good uh, when the season began. But uh, this win that they got over the Broncos, that's yet another guy standing up on that offense other than the guy that was, you know, leading the way to start the season uh, in, in Jamar Chase. Uh, now we got Tyler Boyd standing up and making the difference for the Bengals in their uh, comeback effort uh, to beat the Broncos 15-10. Uh, to 10. They, they needed that touchdown to, to put them over the top. Uh, after Teddy Bridgewater got dumped on his head and, and knocked out of the game with a bad concussion. Uh, yeah, you know what? The Bengals are growing up before our eyes. I, I can't deny it. I've I, probably been hating on them all year because I haven't believed that it's real. Um, I said, look, find a way to, to win games other than Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Show me, some, show me a way you can do it other than that. And they've been showing you uh, the running game. They've been showing you Joe Mixon. They've been showing you uh, T. Higgins as another receiving threat. And now they're showing you Tyler Boyd. Yeah. They're doing it. They're doing exactly and they're what playing, I said to do. And they're playing defense. And the defense has been, uh, you know, they've, they've been consistent. Uh, they're better. They, they've, they're, they're, better. They're, better than, definitely they're better than definitely better than what they have been. Um, they're they're better than average or at least at least league average you know and when you have a good offense and you know their offense is obviously becoming you know more dynamic yeah because some games it's been t higgins right so, you know mm-hmm. at the beginning it was jamar it's like they're everything you've asked them to do uh, they've done they've absolutely done it yeah they need more uh uh defensive um Guys in the in their defensive backfield, they need more guys to to shut things down uh, in the back end. They're they're holding up well against the run. They're fourth, but they're 29th against the pass. They, so they yeah. they're uh, they definitely have some some leaking in the back end there. Um, but 
obviously they got the quarterback. They if they want to shoot out and, and contend that way, they can do it. But it's not gonna you know it's not gonna win them a title that way until they they shore that up on the, on their back end of their defense. But yeah, as far as their offense goes, that's why I don't even pay attention to their defense because it's so uh, you know out of whack right now. But offensively, I was begging them, show me another way to win other than Burrow to Chase. They've absolutely done that uh, a couple of different ways. So big ups to the Bengals. Uh, They are showing me what they are, and they're showing me that they've got a lot of potential, a lot of growth. Um, I don't think they're going to be too much of a threat to, you know, to be, you know, when I say legit, when we sort of, you know, do our our real or fake, my working definition of that is always – legit threat to be in a conference title game. If you're not a legit threat to be in the conference title game, I don't really think you're, you can say you're, you're real. You you can say you're on the road to being real, but you're not really real to me. So the Bengals, I don't think are a legit threat to make it through two rounds of football and be in the AFC title game, but they are definitely one of those teams that you'd be like, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. I don't want yeah, to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd in the playoffs because that's they might get a, a game on me, uh, yeah. no problem. I can definitely see them took, getting, getting a you game. Just took what I was going to say. They might not contend for the title game, but they're that tough out kind of team. And a team you don't want to see them. Right, because you know because if they're hot for that week, then you got to watch out. Yeah, you, you you got trouble. You can, you can uh, Burrow can definitely go for four hundred on you in a in a playoff game and and make you sweat it out. No no doubt about that. And I hope they I hope they get there. Uh, that that division is still so up in the air. We don't know who's going to shake out of that division, and they have a huge game on Sunday, um, playing Baltimore. Um, so that, that means you were talking about some big games this weekend with huge playoff implications. You got that one. Um, with that New England Buffalo game, so a couple, oh, yeah. couple of huge one-two matchups this week. So the uh, rest of NFC uh, or uh, the rest of Week 15 in the NFL, uh, I, I got to uh, reference my Bears on Monday night. Mm. Any Chicago fan was was shaking Man. his head the entire game uh, against the Vikings. So many opportunities, so many chances squandered by either bad play or bad play calling uh, that coaching staff. Uh, the Vikings were trying to let Chicago stay close the whole time, the whole game, and Chicago, they didn't want to. Eh, we don't, we don't want to stay close. We want to find a way to, to piss this thing away uh, all night long. Uh, the Vikings were not balanced at all on offense, but Chicago could not take advantage. It was, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. It was bad to watch as a Bears fan. Um, I know. I, I already know why they have that annoying ass siren in between plays at Soldier Field. That that's not something they've done for a long time. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. One hundred percent. I'm putting money. I'm, they'll never admit it in public, but that is to blunt out the fire Nagy chance that will be happening between plays. I promise you, that's why they do that. Uh, I, I can't imagine. Uh, any other reason for them to decide to put in this long ass blaring siren in between every single play. There's no reason to do that other than to disciple any kind of chance. Um, 17 to nine, like you gave, you, you, you held the Vikings uh, to 17 uh, and their offense is definitely one that can put up, put up a lot more than that. But uh and, and the Bears being so beat up on defense, it basically there's you know another ice cream truck situation. They had guys out there on defense that you never heard of. They got off the street and whatnot. 
and they were and they were competing and they were trying to stay close to the Vikings, but they just just couldn't do it. Yeah, we had both taken the Bears and the points in that one. Um, Kirk Cousins throws one of the most laughably bad interceptions <laughs> that you might ever see. Uh, I suggest that people go lot. on YouTube and type in Kirk Cousins interception. <laughs> It'll be one of the first two or three hits, but he throws that ball, and the only person within 20 yards of the ball was the Bears <laughs> defender. Yeah. That wasn't even like a throwaway. It was, he threw it right. And, and then I'm watching that, and I'm like, they lost to that guy. Yeah, exactly. That, that team, 87 yards passing for, for Kirk yeah. Cousins in that Less game. Less than four yards per attempt for Kirk Cousins Ugh. in that game. The Bears lost to that guy. They couldn't even cover. Couldn't even cover. Can you imagine if you're going into that game that you tell me uh, Justin Fields is going to outthrow Kirk Cousins by 200 yards? <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Bears are going to knock off you're, the Vikings. You're probably thinking, well, he threw for 500. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, no, he's going to outthrow Kirk Cousins, but he's only going to go for 285. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, that, uh, again, Fields shows shows that promise. He show, I'm not playing celebration again, but no, he no, shows I, 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 those flashes. I'm, I'm not I, I understand it's the crap on your flashes, dream. but, he, you know, but I, it's still <laughs> flashes. Yeah, I had to point that part out to you. That was yeah, what I crapped I on it a little bit because, I, like I said, you could have basically just dubbed over yourself, yeah. you know, saying – Justin Fields over all of your Mitch Trubisky speeches. Every time Trubisky showed a little bit, it was all the same content. I love what I see out of Justin Fields. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this Justin Fields looks like he's got some real potential. I love this kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking for that macho. glimmer out of Justin Fields. <laughs> Leaves the league in guts. Oh, he's Jake DeLome. That's right. I believe he uh, was the league leader in guts, according to yes. John Gruden. Okay. That is correct. Although he may have used that line with, with someone else, too. Who knows? Uh, that was the one that stood out. Yeah, that's the one I, that's one we remember. We we saw that, and it's like, what? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so uh, Miami uh, Miami gets the win uh, to, to upset poor Lou in Jersey. Sorry, Lou. Even though the Jets tried, they hung on. You got that one over me on the number. Uh, so that was a good numbers play for you. But, yeah, they, they're, just, they're just bad. They're bad at football. It's uh, no different than um, the Tuesday nighter where we disagreed and you had the, the Seahawks and I had the Rams. And it wasn't Ugh. like the Rams played great. It's just that the Seahawks are bad at football. Good, correct. Yeah, as far as the Dolphins one, that's you know almost uh, the talk of the league now because they've gone from 1-7 and seven to 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Eating more cupcakes than I used to eat as a kid. I mean, this is how does pe- how do people not see this? How, all yeah. these teams yeah. that are just feeding on are, just yeah. terrible, terrible teams and building their records up. It's like, oh my God, the Dolphins! What look at what they're doing and uh, what kind of uh, run are they going on and what kind of uh, finish to the season are they going to? They're beating nobody. They're, they're playing the, the second yes. half schedule that the Bills played in the first half. Come on. You gotta yes, look well, at they the are, schedule. They are into what we would call the soft part of their schedule. Soft uh, marshmallows. Those, here are those Bills uh six wins in a row. 
Jets, Giants, Panthers, Jets, uh, Ravens, okay, that that's quality, and Texans. Oof. So those are their six in a row. So out of those six in a row, one was quality. Correct. You said you said the Bills one is that, or, or was that the Dolphins? This is Could the you... Bills six in a row. I'm okay. sorry, not the Bills. The Dolphins the six Dolphins. in a row. Yeah. The Dolphins, Jets, Giants, Panthers, Jets, Ravens, and Texans. So like I said, this, so this is the Dolphins. That was their six wins in a row. Right. No, but you're proving my point because you, you, you kept calling it the Bills six in a row because it's the same oh. people that the Bills have been, <laughs> were beaten up on at the beginning of the year. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you make. You made me have to go back and, and read the Bills uh, schedule. At the, yeah, at the... hang on. I got, it, I got it right here. So at the beginning of the season, the Bills, they lost that first game to Pittsburgh, and everybody was right. shocked. Shocked. Right. And then here were their wins. They ran off uh, four in a row. Miami, Washington, Houston, well, Kansas City. There's more quality, I would say, in the Bills. But then the Bills start, they, they lose to Tennessee bad. Then they beat Miami. Then they lose to Jacksonville. <laughs> oh. And then they destroy the Jets. My lock uh-huh. of the week. Then they get their doors <laughs> blown off by the Colts, and then they beat the Saints like a drum. I believe I also had that as my lock of the week. Um, <laughs> then they put up back-to-back L's against New England and Tampa, and then they beat Carolina, which I believe I had as my lock of the week. <laughs> I'm seeing a trend here. I sense a theme. <laughs> I like the Bills off bad L's, I think, against cream puffs. Against crap, yes. Yes. Well, here, because the Bills play New England on Sunday. If yeah. they lose, I'll lock them up against the Falcons. Oh, and if they lose that the, one, you'll lock them up lock the them last up game of the year against the Jets. Against the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sensing some Bills locks in my future. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You're pulling my move. When I pull locks out weeks in advance, what always happens? They always Uh-oh. go down in flames. Uh-oh. So don't do not do that. Learn but your that's lesson. All predicated, that's all predicated on the Bills losing to the Patriots, and we haven't made that pick yet. Ah. They they, they might come back and, well, let, hang on. What's the weather in New England? Yeah, I, that's one thing I was like, is it going to be 40-mile-an-hour <laughs> winds? They're going to be terrible, terrible winds in New England this week. Then I might on. be I might be a little worried. Uh, NFLweather.com says uh, 38 with nine mile an hour winds in New England. So. I, I think that's a little bit more yes conducive to a passing game. Pats might try more than three passes. Just <laughs> just guessing. Uh, we're at the two minute warning in Tennessee. It's all tied up at 17. Interesting. And it's well, the. Uh, and the Titans just got the ball. So the hmm. Titans have the ball in their own territory at the two-minute warning. Yeah, we uh, we, we both go with the uh, the road team on the very short week um, this late in the season. I, I said in, yeah. my, in, in my Twitter write-up that I'm really loathe to do that. Um but the, the way the Niners have been playing and the way the Titans uh, have to try to coach around their quarterback, I, I, I felt good about this. So we, we both took the road team, yep. traveling, uh, gave the three and a hook. Uh, so we oh, might be – Right, uh, that's, um, that's, that's, that's I think what might end up ultimately doing us right. in 
is that that had the hook hung on it. And if that had just been a three-point line for the Niners, it, maybe we're staring at a push. But, yeah, we're, we're, we're still, hey, there's still hope. We, we can still get a San Francisco touchdown. I guess now we're hoping for overtime. Um, I was just about to say we might wind up going extras, and if we do, we're going to have to hope for you know a Debo Samuel run out of the backfield, uh, you know, to the house. That's basically what yeah, we're going to have to be yeah. uh, rooting for. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, though, on the road keeping the Titans in the game. He's got two uh, two picks. Oh yeah, yeah, he's been playing much better lately too. They, there's another team that's trying to coach around their quarterback instead of with them, and uh, have been doing a, a very good job of it. Uh, but I guess he's. Going back to being Jimmy G tonight, unfortunately. Yeah. And your boy uh, Debo uh, only has 32 yards rushing, but he has 143 receiving <laughs> yards. And All A.J. Brown, rated. not to be outdone, A.J. Brown comes back today for Tennessee, 145 yards receiving and a touchdown. I think he's feeling okay. Well, that's very huge for for the Titans. I didn't know he was going to come come right back and be that you know had that much of a of an impact. They, right, because they announced he was coming back, and I think it was from a leg. So even when I saw the news, it still wasn't enough for me to go. You know, I'm I'm always one of those when a guy comes back, and it's an injury to a skill position player. You're always worried, like you know, he'll get one. You know, he'll pull a Will Fuller, you know, and, <laughs> and he'll he'll get one catch and that he's done so. They're not all Will Fuller. They they oh. they're not all uh, lacking in in heart as as he does. <sighs> and I, I think Brown's injury was a chest situation that he kept oh, okay. getting but not deactivated heart. for. Clearly, it's not uh, heart. There you go. He's full of heart. He leaves the league in guts. Um, yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're spilling the, into our second hour here, and we got 15 picks, well, 14 picks to make since we're not picking the Monday Nighter. We're punting the Monday Nighter. Um, yeah, Debo and the uh, Niners ran over your Road Warrior Falcons last well, week. Well, the Falcons was... get the ball on an immediate turnover. I believe it was a, uh, a kickoff fumble. And the Falcons get the ball, get it four tries from the one yard line, and don't score. And then at that point, I was like, "Yep, this one's over. That that'll do it. That will absolutely wrap it up every time." You're we, the road. We, you're the road warriors. You get the yep. you get the Niners down at their goal line just like that, and you, you can't even punch it in. Then the Niners give the ball right back to Atlanta. Atlanta gets down and kicks a field goal. So you're like, "Okay, so you've been down there twice, and it's three nothing." I was you could have chalked that one up for yourself pretty much at that point. And then the uh, one that we got uh, that we got together was the Cowboys over the Giants and the, the yes. Giants once again couldn't hang with, with with Dallas, but you can't feel that great about the, the Cowboys the way they're playing right now cuz they definitely are, are are a little off sync. They're doing a little bit of what the Chiefs to me are, are doing. They're sort of relying more on the D uh more so than the the offense yeah. is, is looking a little broken these days. It's it's not hard. You don't have to look great when you're playing Mike Glennon. <laughs> and they might not even be playing him because he's so bad he might get demoted this week. We don't know. We might we might see Jake Fromm getting a start. Yeah, we might get some Fromm action. You, you know uh, what? You might as well. Why not, right? Uh, you know uh, what you're going to get with Mike Glennon? A lot of bad quarterback play. And for a lot of, uh, well, not for a lot of money now, but Chicago, they gave him a lot of money. You know, I'm still not letting that go. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. That, that, had, that had some Brock Osweiler. I believe that was the oh. uh, most relevant comp at the time when that happened. <laughs> yes. Just tons of money for what? For what? 
So, yeah. But, hey, if you're a Giants fan, you know what? It's all good because at least you got a free medium Pepsi at the game for Fan Appreciation Day. So that made up. Oh, well, yeah, that, that, that does not, you know, that doesn't make up for having to watch Mike Glennon, Glennon play football. Well, you don't have to watch. Just take your pencil and, th- and, and keep your eyes closed or leave. Throws three, throws three picks in that game, and the Cowboys still barely scrape by on that line. Yeah, uh, again, can't feel great if you're a Cowboy fan right now, but a uh, win's a win, right? But, right. But, but that was my assumption was that they were just going to win this division by default, and that's about where they are right now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, like Jay said, 14 more picks, and we're punting the Monday nighter for reasons we we, we just don't know who's going to be playing. it. So we're going to give that a little breathing room and, and pick that on Twitter uh, after the Christmas holiday. As for the other 14 games coming up Saturday and Sunday, we will have those picks in a couple of minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com, slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address in much less detail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is in much less detail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me, and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the expressed written consent of Jay or Me is strictly prohibited. Side. So had not even had a chance to look at the spreads at all until right this second. So these are uh, up to the second uh, as of right now spreads that I'm going to be getting. Um, looking down the list to see if there's any missing. What was the game that was possibly uh, New Orleans? Oh, that was uh, the, the game. Oh, that was not Monday night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on on covers.com, they have a, a line at Miami yeah. minus two. But that's all. That thing is all over the place. That that line is flopping around like a fish. That actually started at Saints cop out line and now has moved to Miami get, giving points. So, right. yeah, yeah, um, that, that, that's pretty, that's pretty wild that you have, you know, have that big of a swing because no, because no Taysom Tebow. Okay. Apparently Taysom yeah, Tebow you, is worth five points. Well, how, how can you say Ian book is better or worse than that when he hasn't played? So we, I don't, I don't know. I, I would say at actually playing quarterback, 
uh, it's hard to be worse than Taysom Tebow. <laughs> I think so. Uh, others, uh, we're not fans. I think that's clearly what we're saying that he's a we gadget guy. Established that. He is not a full time starting quarterback. Were they on national TV last game, or was that regional? That Tampa game. Yeah, Sunday night. So that was that was the, that was oh that was Tirico and uh, yeah and, that was uh, prime Collins time. Was it the last uh, Taysom Tebow game I saw? Whoever the booth was was complimenting him, like they were talking about oh, how good no. he was. So yeah, I think that was Tirico and, and Collinsworth actually no, saying that they. No, no. I like what I see out of this Taysom Tebow guy. Yeah. They didn't say Taysom Tebow, obviously, but no, yeah, that's he's nearly a that, that, creation of our ours. Name. Yes, so no, he's he's getting some uh, love, I guess, in, in other places. I, I don't know why, uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to go with fourteen games right now: the Christmas doubleheader and then uh, all the Sunday action. And starting on Christmas afternoon with the Browns and the Packers. That goop situation at the moment is as follows. Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry are expected to return from the goop and be playing in this game and starting in this game. So uh, not going to be whatever that situation was on Tuesday night when they were going with a a quarterback that wasn't on their team uh, the week before. Um, other injury news for the Browns, Kareem Hunt is not going to play. He's got a bad ankle and they haven't said Miles Garrett isn't going to play, but if you saw him in that Tuesday game, was that, that that was one of the Tuesday games, right? The Browns, uh, uh, no, it was Monday or that was the Monday. Was that the Monday early game with the Raiders? That's right. That's right. Uh, I knew it was a game that they had moved. Uh, so yeah, it was Monday. Yeah, if you were watching that game, you saw Miles Garrett uh, tweak his groin. That, that's that's the telltale uh, guy walking around holding his junk. And yeah, um, th- that's the only. There's only two things: either he got kicked there or he popped something there. And that was definitely something where he popped something there. So I, I'm not saying Miles Garrett won't play in this game against the Packers, but I'd be surprised if if I saw him out there because he was uh, walking around really gingerly uh, after after tweaking that thing. Um, so that leaves uh, Cleveland and Baker against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers the way they've been playing. <clears throat> and no surprise, that leaves uh, uh, Cleveland as a seven-and-a-half-point dog at the pack. A lot more tempted to take Cleveland if they were more at full strength. I think this is one of the you know few bad matchup-type teams for the Packers. You know, solid running teams can, can kind of have their way with them. It seems like you, you know, Delvin cook has his way with them. You can get on them. You can run them up the middle, but I, I think Cleveland's just missing, missing too many pieces. Um, and you know, they just, at the quarterback, you know, it's Baker Mayfield. I'm, I'm not, you know, going to crap all over Baker. He, he's okay. He's a guy, but he's going to have to really put up some numbers uh, if they, you know, to, to stay with Aaron Rodgers and this Packer team that just seems to be hitting on all cylinders right now. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Packers. I'm going to give the points, uh, you know, kind of sad what's happened to Cleveland. You know, I liked them going into the year. I had them to win the division. Um, but, you know, first it's injuries. Now it's, now it's the goop running through the team. Uh, just, just doesn't seem to be lining up for them. So I, I think they'll be game, but I think Green Bay pulls away from them late and wins it by about 10. 
really hard to go against uh, Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Packers. They seem to be uh, getting better and better as the season goes along. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to lean that way as well. Having Miles Garrett hurt is such a big break for Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the Pack. Uh, not that they need any more breaks, but that's definitely one that they would get. Um, hard to trust Baker Mayfield at all, especially coming off the goop. Uh, hard to trust the run game to be as dominant as uh, the as the Browns want it to be when they they're missing uh, one half of that daily duo. That that really is a, a great combination when you get uh, Nick Chubb hammering away for a quarter and a half, then all of a sudden here comes Kareem Hunt down your throat. Um, but they will not have Hunt for this one. So yeah, left, definitely less potent than they would be. And I will concur and take Green Bay at Lambeau and give it a seven and a half. It's also very hard to go against Green Bay and Lambeau in December, uh, in January. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, also, game update for you. That is a Randy Bullock game winner. 20-17 uh, Tennessee with the winnings. The hell on us. Once again, as always, very short week. This late in the season, go with the home team. We did not heat that, and we especially the L on that. Especially uh, a nine-win team was a home dog. We We didn't, you know, yeah, you, wow. you know that circumstances, though. That's you know obviously Derrick Henry was around. But yeah, still. Uh, but no, the, they're the, home the, dogs. Yeah. It's not like Tennessee. Tennessee's not just a load of crap. I thought they were bum slaying, and that's what I said when I made my pick on Twitter. And that you know the Niners aren't bums, but you know, Jimmy G has those games where he'll he'll keep the other team. He'll throw them back into the into the game. And uh, Tennessee hung around and hung around. It just this boy, they're that team. That win an ugly Titans team. This is how they're going to have to get it done. Jimmy G has those games, and also, uh, yes, to your uh, to your words, to give the Titans credit for being that team that will uh, absolutely hang around and, and beat you when you don't think they uh, should beat you necessarily. Yeah, the Titans. Uh, I think more than just about any team, except maybe Belichick's Patriots, uh, the Titans love to, to take down teams that. Uh, are supposed to beat them. They they love being that underdog. They they love showing you how scrappy they are, and they can uh, claw claw back and beat you uh, no matter what. And usually that's with Derrick Henry. It's, it's easy to fight back when you got Derrick Henry, uh, but to do it without him, yeah, give give them credit, give them props for for fighting back and, and staying strong. So that's what the Titans do. And did you did you record the game? Or were you intending to watch? Yeah, or are you yeah. just gonna catch you? Okay, I did record it. I don't know when I get around to to watching it. Uh, but, yeah, I do want to watch and see exactly uh, how that went down. Well, spoiler alert, Titans win. <laughs> All right. Uh, on Christmas night, it's going to be the Colts and the Cardinals. So here it is, the first chance for Arizona to uh, right the wrong of losing to the Detroit Lions, and they have to take on uh, the possible league MVP, Jonathan Taylor, and the Colts. Uh, Indy at 8-6, and six, Arizona at 10-4. and four. Uh, James Conner has an injury uh, that he might not be able to recover from, so that might be uh, Chase Edmonds all day at uh, running back for the Cards. Uh, Colts are a one-point dog in this game at the Cardinals. Yeah, one point. I mean, so you've got the, uh, you know, that, that that's quite the, the quite the turnaround. Um, I'm a, I'm looking at this, and uh, yeah, it looks like Duke is gone for a while. Um, so that's not going to help at all. Uh, looks like he's into the playoffs. He's, he, yeah, he's done. So they'd have to get uh, they'd have to get on a playoff run to go in there. But no, I'm I'm going with the narrative play here. You know, sometimes it's not always X's and O's. It's just you got to take the team 
that's been a little bit more beaten down. And I really do think that that's the Cardinals right now. I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinals, you know, give the point, which it basically makes us a pick em game. Um, that it, again, you know, it's worked for me for the Bills. I'm not locking this one up, but sometimes you get that team and they get the ugly L hung on them and it kind of refocuses the team, right? You were worried about the errors, about the Cardinals being a little lethargic coming off of the Rams loss and then that they would be – you thought they – I don't remember you saying that the Lions were going to beat them. <laughs> oh, hell no. Or beat them like a drum. But, <laughs> yeah, they got embarrassed. So usually if you're a good team, play the solid play for me is take the solid team or the good team coming off of an embarrassing win they, they showed their ass against the lions um, i know the colts are a tough out but if, if the cardinals are going to get it done they, you don't want to drop three straight uh and have the rams breathing down your necks so i'm going to take the cardinals i'm going to give the point don't have a lot of whole whole lot of x's and o's reasons for why i think this way i just think that this is a good team that's just got to stand up and, uh, and and acquit themselves, whatever it takes. Well, there's no doubt that that's the narrative, that um, the Arizona Cardinals uh, need to recover after uh, the Lions spanked them, and they need to have that bounce back. What a tough team. What a tough way to, to have to bounce back. Yeah. Those, those Colts, man, they are fiery and scrappy and strong, uh, strong on both sides, too. Uh, their, their defense is strong uh, up front. You know, a little light in the back end, but uh, you know they 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 get when they get gashed on the ground. It's it's by teams I think that are just you know zone scheming scheming them up and uh, they can manage to sort of coach their way down the field on the Colts because I think when you just go uh, try to play straight up man to man, that's when Darius Leonard gets to run free and and, and beat you up. Um, this kid Okereke, a linebacker, he's, he's flashed a few times uh, as a weak side linebacker. I like him. Um, is that yeah. is that Brian Okariki? Yeah, I, I don't remember his first name, but yeah, Okereke, I believe is, is how it's pronounced. But yeah, he's oh. uh, he's shown okay. up when you when you when you watch the games, he shows up. Um, and, and yeah, and of course, on the other side, uh, what Jonathan Taylor and that, and that O line have been doing, uh, everyone, of course, has been seeing that. Uh, and now he's he's in that conversation that you know that MVP yeah. conversation that they talk about. Uh, I, by the reason that's so funny, and we've laughed over the years about MVP conversations, is by mentioning is the guy in the MVP conversation, you're he's putting in the him in the MVP conversation. Yeah, by having a conversation about whether he should be in the MVP conversation, yes. Unless it's ludicrous, and that's just somebody trying to make headlines. Even then, you're putting him in the conversation, if only to slap him down and say he shouldn't be in the conversation. Yeah, he's in the conversation. You're still putting him. The answer is no, but he's in the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) No, Taylor definitely, I think, is actually uh, definitely deserving of, of consideration. There you go. As the heir apparent to Derrick Henry. And therefore, he's in the conversation. Um, Kyler Murray just has not been sharp uh, since he came back from his injury. And I'm going to use that to go ahead and take the Colts. I wanted to take the Colts anyway because I really uh, respect how they've been playing, even though they're, again, another team that's trying to play around their quarterback and not with him. Um, But, yeah, I I still don't think the Cardinals – I, I I hate saying that I don't believe in the Cardinals because they put up 10 wins quicker than anyone could have imagined. 
And it's like, but we've seen that. We've seen teams that have big time surprise regular seasons. And then by the time the the playoffs start, it's like, well, that was nice, but let's get back down to earth and let's, you know, be who we really are. I I, I like the Cardinals a lot. I think they're fun and you think they're fun. I just, I don't think they're this. I don't think they're great. Like they were playing like they were, you know, the best team in football. They had the best record in football for uh, the longest and and they, and they still do? Are they still the best record? Uh, ten? Does anyone else have ten? No, Kansas Packers. City has 10. The Packers are. Uh, the Packers, and the Packers have eleven. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's several teams with ten, and the Packers have eleven. So they're still right there as far as you know, as far as best record in the league. They're only a game off of the best. But I, I don't. But are they that? Are they you know one game away from being the best team in football? No, they're not that good. I, I again, I like them, but they're they're not that. So. Yeah, I'm taking uh, the Colts. I'm hating on the cards again, but it, it, I, it, ma- it makes it easy to hate on you when you lose to the fucking Detroit Lions. So you brought. I don't fault you. Regardless. I don't fault you for this pick at all. The Colts are that team that they're they're so solid. They're just always there. No, they're not sexy. Nobody. I think people might overlook the Colts, but every time you look up, there's the Colts busting you in the mouth, and mm-hmm. they're good. They're a good team. I. I I, I don't blame you for making this pick. I just think that if the Cardinals have got anything left, I mean, all they have to do is win. Just just win. Kick a last-second field goal. Just win the damn game. So a couple of uh, interesting Christmas uh, games to watch Saturday. Sunday afternoon action. Start up in, in Minneapolis where the Rams will be visiting the Vikings. L.A. at 10-4, Minnesota 7-7. Seven seven. Dalvin Coop out. He's got the goop. Adam Thielen has been practicing this week with his ankle injury. Uh, not sure if he's going to be able to make it back for the Vikings, but we know that it's going to be uh, no Dalvin Cook. We know it's going to be Alexander Madison running the ball for Minnesota. Uh, Rams seem to uh, have some issues, but they're still sort of up in the air. They they got guys coming back. They got guys that were gooped yeah. and, and are making their way back and other guys that might be on their way to the goop list. Uh, so with all that uncertainty, L.A. at the moment, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Minnesota. And uh, Rams maybe not so much for this game, but it seems like they're going to be getting Cam Akers back uh, in the not-too-distant future. That was one of the big news blurbs today is that he's been uh, activated as eligible to return. Uh, so now he's actually showing up as questionable on their injury report instead of just out. Uh, as an IR guy. So that would help them tremendously to get some type of a running game and to get a guy back this late, um, you know, coming off of an injury, how often do you get somebody back who's who's somewhat fresh? Uh, But uh, I alluded to this game in the, in the first hour of the show about, you know, my upset alert that went to hell. Well, this was it. I I was all over thinking that the Rams could go and lay an egg up in Minnesota um, especially after is how high they've been writing. And Minnesota's that weird team, right? They're so up and down. But yet yeah, no Delvin Cook turned this thing around for me really quick. I'm going with the Rams. They're much healthier. Uh, no Delvin Cook for the Vikings. So it's going to be the Alexander Madison show, and he's back off the goop. But I don't like it. In fact, no Delvin Cook. I'm locking the Rams up. Ooh, okay. Uh yeah, that, that's a that's a good call. You know how I feel about the uh, Vikings when they're not balanced, and uh, they're definitely not quite balanced when they don't have Dalvin Cook, and they're definitely not balanced if they're not going to have him and Adam Thielen again. Uh, so we'll see how all of that works out. Uh, yeah, uh, not touching uh, Minnesota 
against Aaron Donald and the Rams without Dalvin Cook. Uh, L.A. should take away Justin Jefferson and, you know, dare Kirk Cousins to beat them otherwise. Kind of like what I was asking teams to do to Cincinnati earlier in the year. Just take uh, uh, Jamar Chase away and say, hey, Joe Burrow, beat us another way. Find any other way to do it, and, and you know, we dare you. Uh, make Kirk Cousins find a way to beat you and dare him to do it. And I think we've all seen throughout the years what the result of that would be. It, it wouldn't be pretty. So, yeah, I concur. Uh, I Like I said, I'm just now looking at the spreads uh, live as we do the show, so I don't even know who my lock would possibly be. Uh, but you've already taken care of that with the Rams for yourself. I'm not going to lock up the Rams because uh, I'd still worry about them a little bit. That You know, Matthew Stafford, he still has those tendencies um, but I'm going to concur and give the three and a half. All right, on to the Lions and the Falcons. Really dig into this one and break it down. Uh, the two and eleven and one Lions and the six and eight Falcons. The Falcons at home, where they have not won a game this season in oh. their home stadium. Go figure. Uh, and Detroit, oh six and one on the road. Something's got to give, unless there's going to be another tie. Uh, DeAndre Smith and Jamal Williams both are coming back from the goop for the Lions in their backfield. Uh, but, of course, Jared Goff goes down with the goop. Uh, but we're so late or uh, in the so early in the process of him getting the goop early in the week that later on before the game, he, might, he still might get cleared with the new guidelines. If he comes up negative uh, Sunday, Jared Goff can still play. If he doesn't, it's going to be Tim Boyle. The quarterback for the Lions. Yeah. Uh, so with that, Detroit is plus five and a half at Atlanta. Yeah, I got. I have no faith in Tim Boyle. Uh, but if Jared Goff plays, I, I like the points here. I'll take the points play if, if Jared Goff plays. So I'll go contingency pick on this one. I don't like Atlanta as this big of a favorite over anybody. Obviously, if it's over Tim Boyle, who, who's pretty awful. Um, yeah, I feel a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, if it's Jared Goff back there, I, I think Detroit's got enough fight left in the tank that they could. I don't think they spring the upset, but I think at least Atlanta wins. But they keep it under the five and a half. So I'll, I'll go contingency on this. Jared Goff Lions, not Jared Goff Falcons. Uh, that is 100% what I was going to do when I said I had one contingency pick in the whole sphere. That's it. Don't know if this has ever happened. The twin contingencies. We, we, <laughs> we both have the exact same contingency pick. We are both on record as saying we will take the Lions with Jared Goff, and we will take the Falcons if it's Tim Boyle under quarterback for Detroit. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> that's fair enough. And that's what you would, that's what you get this early in the week with, with, the, with the goop situation that's going on. All right, on to the Giants and Eagles in the NFC East, all those games where those teams in that division are playing each other uh, in a round-robin tournament, all scheduled at the end of the year. Still don't quite understand how that worked out. Uh, these two played in Week 12, where the Giants at home somehow beat the Eagles 13-7 to behind three INTs of uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, and 208 yards rushing for the Eagles, but that didn't matter because, as I said, three INTs for Jalen Hurts. In this one, the Giants quarterback situation, as I already said, uh, the Giants coach Joe Judge has decided that there needs to be mystery behind whether he's going to stick with Mike Glennon or he might change to Jake Fromm, and he's not going to announce that until later in the week. Either way, yuck. 
Uh, Coach Sirianni has been gooped for the Eagles. He uh, I don't think is going to be uh, able to be cleared to coach this game. But as far as players go, don't think we have any uh, situations uh, arising yet with that one. Uh, so with that, the Giants are four and ten. They are ten point dogs of the seven and seven Eagles. I, uh, strictly a points play here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points with the Giants. I don't really care if it's Glennon or if it's Jake Fromm. Uh, but you kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, they, they they turned them over a lot in the last game, but this is also, this is two divisional teams. They don't like each other. They're both not, they're not both very good. Uh, I mean, clearly the Eagles are the superior running team, and, and we know that they're going to be able to make some hay going that route. But all you got to do is play a little defense, get them into some obvious passing situations, get them into some long yardage situations a few times. Yeah, Jalen Hurts will keep you in the game. So I'll I'll take the Giants and uh, say they keep it under 10. I think it's going to be a really bad game of football to watch. Um, I, I think I'd concur with, with all of that pretty much. Um, New York can handle the Philly run a little bit better than I think teams probably uh, – I think most people – think that the that the Eagles are running over literally everybody, but there's some teams that kind of uh, hang on, you know, 208 yards rushing. I understand seems like a lot and it is, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat that, but they'd stop them clearly from going all the way. They only put up seven points with the 208 yards on the ground. The right. INT so huge. Those, those turnovers. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'll take the points. I think the Giants will keep it close, and they'll do they'll do the same thing. The bend but don't break. They'll they'll let the Eagles run up and down between the twenties, and then when it's crunch time, uh, they they hold them down, and they make Jalen Hurts have to throw the ball, and that's that's when they got you. So I'll, I'll agree with you and take the tip. Uh, more great football. Texans, Cole, uh, Clippers, uh, Houston oh. three and eleven, and the uh, L.A. Chargers at eight and six. Uh, this is out in Houston. Yeah, this is not in SoFi. Um, L.A. on the road. Uh, this is a potentially really bad situation for the Clippers. Austin Eckler, their starting running back, is gooped. Joey Bosa, their star defensive end, is gooped. There are others that are gooped as well for the Chargers. And it's okay because the Texans have a goop outbreak. Brandon Cooks, their receiver, is gooped. Just about their entire defensive line is gooped, and, and others for them as well. Gooped versus gooped. This is probably a good candidate to, to possibly get moved if they give a fuck about the Clippers or the Texans, which the league probably doesn't. Uh, but at the moment, this game is being played, and at the moment, the Chargers at 8-6 and six are 10-point road favorites at the 3-11 and 11 Texans. Yeah, I'm loving my points plays this week. A lot of going, a lot of dogs, mm. it seems like. But I'm, I'm taking the Texans in those points. We already are well established on record that the the Clipper Chargers they'll keep you in games. They'll let you hang around. Uh, kind of a little bit sad that this isn't the Tyrod Taylor revenge game. Um, you know, after after the medical staff, uh, you know, you punctured his lung or, or whatever they did last year that they you know, kick started. Uh, Justin Herbert's career. That was kind of a famous, infamous uh, situation there. Um, but, you know, hey, uh, General Mills, uh, he, he's been up and down. He's good for that one good drive. And maybe that one good drive is some, like a garbage time drive. And it keeps us under the number. Plus the Clippers, like I said, they just love to let you hang around. That they do. Um, and it's disturbing to think that they're going to have to do this without their best defensive player and without their starting running back. 
but it's the Texans. I, yeah, I, I got away with locking them in last week because that's uh-oh. the Jaguars. Uh, this, this, it's the tech, that Houston is a, such a bad team. The only reason they came through so well last week was they're playing the Jaguars, which are the bottom, the absolute bottom feeders of the NFL. This is a this is definitely a, a, a different uh, team that they're facing. I understand the, the Clippers like uh, like everyone to hang around with them, but I, this is probably where the Texans think uh, you know more of themselves than they actually should. And then yeah, we we beat the Jazz. We bad. We bad. And then the Chargers and Justin Herbert come in. This, this is probably is a bad thing for the Texans that Herbert is going to come in without his starting running back. That means Justin Herbert will throw more, and the Texans don't want you to throw more because they're bad at that too. They're bad at defending the throw. They're bad at defending the run. They're bad at everything. So, yeah, it feels like Herbert's going to go in and just absolutely light them on fire, and uh, I'll, I'll take the, the Chargers and give the 10. Oh, but you didn't lock it up. I no well I don't know what I'm gonna lock up yet. I, oh, okay. That might be something I determine uh, like down at the end of the show. I don't know. Uh, more wonderful football on the docket. Jaguars Jets mm. catch the fever. We pick them all. Uh, Coach Sala is gooped for the Jets, and so are a lot of their players. But they're so bad, I don't know if it matters. Much. Well, social social distancing might not be a problem at this game. Uh, good seats still available, I would guess. Uh, Jaguars at two and twelve, Jets at three and eleven, and Jags are a one point dog at the Jets. Uh, yeah, who cares? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take the Jets. I saw enough with the Jags last week, and now they got to go on the road. And uh, you know what? I'll give the Jets credit. They might not try as hard as the Lions. They're one of those other really bad teams that they're just bad because they're just not talented but they have effort. I, I haven't even seen the Jags have effort. So just on that alone, I'll go with the Jets. Uh, I concur. <laughs> uh, don't have much else to say about that. It's Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson. They're number one, one and they're number two. <laughs> and they suck. They both are so bad. But see more this from Zach Wilson this year go than down. Oof. Let's give these guys a few years, but this could be yeah. this could be a, a long remembered one for a one and two combo. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not not good. Early on, definitely not good. All right, getting off of the stink of that and going to Baltimore, Cincinnati. Very important game in the AFC North. Yeah. They're both Great eight and six. And whether Lamar Jackson is the big question uh, about this game. He still hasn't practiced with whatever that ankle situation is, whether it's a sprain or a bruise or a bone bruise, whatever is going on. Lamar Jackson has not yet been on the practice field since that happened a couple weeks ago. And I just would, would, you know, based on all the years I've been watching, would say that it doesn't look good for him to make it uh, to this game. With something, you know, a game this important, he'd be on the practice field, even in a limited capacity at least, uh, this late in the week, Friday. And that he hasn't been out there yet at all, I, I don't think he's going to play. So probably more Snoop Huntley uh, at quarterback for the Ravens going against uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Uh, very evenly matched game, so even that we have the cop-out line, even though we don't know who the Ravens quarterback necessarily is, but it's Baltimore plus three at Cincinnati. And this is what, I, I hate to say it, I don't see a huge drop-off between, from Jackson to Huntley. I, I think that they both have strengths uh, that are sort of the opposite of the other. Um, 
but I think the story here is more Cincinnati. We we, we kind of crapped on Cincinnati in the first matchup, thought this was going to be a sunning, and yeah. that week Martindale was going to bring all that exotic stuff after Joe, and Cincinnati had none of it. They absolutely brought it to the Ravens. They did it to them in their own building. I see no reason why Cincinnati doesn't hold serve here at home. Like you said, they just they seem to find a new guy and a new way to win every week. Somebody every week is stepping up who's different, and that that's the sign of a team that's that's sort of maturing. And uh, they play just enough defense. I'm gonna take Cincinnati and uh, give the three. Yeah, I like I said, I liked a lot of what I've seen from uh, from the Bengals uh, the last several weeks. Uh, and I'll even throw in a narrative, Joe Burrow coming off the Pro Bowl snub. Now, that doesn't mean a whole lot to most players, but he's so young you enough. you or me that either, I, but yeah. No, yeah, I don't give a fuck at all about the Pro Bowl. But he's young enough to, and, and from what I've uh, read about him and, and heard about him, uh, seems to have that chip on his shoulder. He, he really does think he's that damn good. Uh, that this feels like it might be a, a snub, that, that he takes the wrong way and, and – he gets that against the decimated Ravens secondary, the secondary that's been just absolutely beat to hell and is losing good players left and right and makes their coach, John Harbaugh, decide to go for wins at the end of games because he doesn't want to see them try to play in an overtime period because he knows it's not going to go well at all for them. Uh, this, I think, is going to be ugly. I, I, I think the Bengals are going to beat the hell out of the, the, the Ravens, and I think I would be picking that whether Lamar Jackson played or not because the way Lamar Jackson has been playing uh, since the first month of the year has not been very good, and as you already said, may not be much of an improvement over the way that this new Puntley has been playing. Uh, so I like uh, Cincinnati a lot. I'm going to concur with you, and I'm not locking it up yet, but I am going to keep it in mind for later in the show. <laughs> Whoa, this, everything has been unique this season. This is what happens when I'm making the picks as, as we're sitting here. <laughs> are you going to wait until Sunday morning to tweet <laughs> out your lock? I'm going to try not to do that. I, I oh, like okay. Cincinnati and I like Cincinnati enough that if I don't fall in love with any other pick as we go along here, then yeah, I'm, I'm going to lock yeah. them in. It, so. It's funny. The other game that I had contemplated locking was actually locking up the jets. Oh, wow. Because that's Just, the Jags. Because why not? You know, why the hell not? You know, but no, I, I actually, I, 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 I like my, uh, I like my, did we, did we skip Tampa Carolina or we, is that coming yet? I haven't got to it yet. Okay. It's, it's, it's on the way. Got it. Uh, before I'm we get to that. I'm looking down the list different than you. So I'm looking like, well, oh, yeah. that's way up at the top of the list. Yeah. I'm just going on how, uh, the, the covers.com handicapping list. Uh, before it. we get to that. Bills Patriots part two, the big one, the East rematch of that extremely unique game that we saw on Monday night a few weeks ago, where the Patriots decided to win the game by throwing the ball three times. Don't think that's going to happen quite the same way this time. But Buffalo eight and six, New England nine and five. Uh, Do they wrap up the division with that with a win? I Um, believe they do. The, the, uh, after all of that, after all oh, the Patriots are dead and Tommy went and won a title and Belichick is overrated and the, the New England fucking Patriots wrap up the AFC East again if they manage to knock off the Buffalo Bills uh, for a second time in this game. Unfriggin' believable that they're even in this position. 
Uh, Bills at eight and six are two and a half point dogs at the nine and five Patriots. Yeah, how did how did it how how did it get this far? How did we get here? <laughs> this is not my uh, house. This is not my beautiful oh. wife. Sorry. Oh boy, you got a little talking heads there. Um, I am. Sleep. Wow, uh, it's okay. It's late. Uh, I'm going to the Bills. I'm, I'm taking the Bills here. I still think at the end of the day, the Bills are the best team in that division. I, I think they've needed the wake-up call multiple times, multiple wake-up calls. Um, I believe, you know, they they got so down against Tampa, and that seemed to wake them up a little. And they came back, and, and, and they, they tried, and they, almost, they, they got that thing um, with the overtime after looking like they were just dead to rights, they came back. And then of course they had their whole hum game against, against Carolina. But that, I, I, how much of that is they knew what was staring them in the face. And that was to try to get back after getting completely embarrassed on national TV, losing to a team that only ran the ball. I mean, that only threw the ball on you three times. Uh, I think Buffalo comes into this one a little bit more motivated. Uh, you know, New England kind of, underwhelmed in their last game. Mac Jones looked human. Um, if, if, the Bills are, if the Bills are playing at their best, if they're capable of it, they are leaps and bounds better than the Patriots. I think the Bills are going to do this. I don't think they're going to just let the Patriots have this division without a fight. I'll take the Bills. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be a hell of a, of a, of a battle. Uh, and the Bills definitely should give the uh, New England Patriots a lot more of a, of a tussle than they did in that Monday night game. We checked the winds. That was the most important part of this pick. Is we already <laughs> checked the uh, the weather. Well, yes. And, and the, we will not have crazy winds like we had in the first one. I, I can't see Project running 10, 15, 20 times or whatever in Buffalo uh, winning the game. Uh, we, we talked about that a little bit, that uh, on the other side of the ball, when uh, when Buffalo has the on, on offense, they seem to – fall into that trap of letting, of letting a quarterback be their lead rusher and trying to win games that way. And that, that didn't seem to be something that they should do long-term. They tried to switch that up in the last game that they won on Sunday uh, because they actually ran a, a real running back uh, more than a, a handful of times and, and went back to Devin Singletary. Uh, but I think if they believed and loved Devin Singletary like that, they wouldn't have ever gone away from that. And, and tried Zach Moss and tried Matt Breida and tried uh, Josh Allen as the lead running back. They, they tried all this other thing. They went back to Singletary because they kind of had to, because they know they can't uh, keep doing this uh, to project or else he's going to get decimated uh, him and his bad foot. So I, I think if they, if they think they're going to walk in to this game and go up into Foxborough with uh, the underwhelming De- uh, Devin Singletary as their lead back and, and control the game and control the ball that way. They got another thing coming. They're going to be sadly mistaken. Uh, that might that might make them go back to using uh, Project again uh, and, and trying to run the ball with him. And I think that might be a mistake as well, just long-term uh, as far as health goes. Um, Bills are, actually, are also going to be uh, a little shorthanded because biggest non-surprise of the entire football season is uh, the probably unvaccinated Cole Beasley got the goop, and he's not going to be uh, playing either. So uh, they lose that possession receiver that they've had. Um, I, you know, yeah, we talked about fourteen to ten, uh, week thirteen, two hundred twenty-two yards rushing for the Patriots, and only three passes, and good enough to to get the victory. 
this is Belichick, man. They're not going to win that way. They're going to find another way. I don't know if it's going to be Mac Jones for 300 yards. It very well might be. They're going to win. They're going to find a completely different way to win than how they won that Monday night game, but they're going to win anyway. Maybe it'll be forcing a project into like four turnovers or something like that, but it's going to be in some form or fashion, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and the Patriots finding out and figuring out some way uh, to win that game. Mac Jones bringing the Patriots back against the Colts showed me something too. Let's not forget that New England uh, went down in, uh, in Indianapolis, but they didn't go down like dogs. They went down by several scores, three touchdowns, and Mac Jones fought back. And and that showed me something. The fact that uh, the rookie has, has grown that much as a quarterback that he can lead uh, a comeback all the way. I, I, they tie, did they tie the game, the Patriots? I think they tied them up at some point. Um and then uh, Jonathan Taylor ran, broke off that huge run to to win the game. Um, right. If they didn't tie, they they got within like a, a field goal, something like that. Um, but yeah, the Patriots have uh, they're they're basically building a, a whole team. The defense has come back and done what they're supposed to do. The quarterback is developing. The running game is developing. The running backs, no name running backs, um, and the Bills are still not in shape for this task. To me, they're still not playing tough teams well. Uh, they're still beating up on, you know, Jolly Ranchers. They're still eating the the, the easy candy and the and the marshmallow, uh, and they're still not ready to, to have a real team come in uh, and and have a real fight with them. Uh, so you think they are? They, they're going to come back and and show what they're made of? And I think they're still not on that level. And I'm going to take the Patriots to win again. Uh, but it should be a, a lot of fun. Uh, Tampa and Carolina. Uh, was the uh, game you were referencing before, the last of the early games. And this is a very weird situation with uh, with Goop and, and injuries and whatnot. So we already knew that uh, Mike Evans has a bad hammy and he's going to miss this game. We already knew Chris Godwin busted up his knee. Um, and he's, gonna, he's, he's on IR. He won't see him until the playoffs. Uh, they had to put uh, Leonard Fournette, the running back, on injured reserve this week. They had to put their uh, side-to-side linebacker, Levante David, on injured reserve. This is all in addition to uh, Antonio Brown and his drama coming back to the team. Um, it, I don't know how that, that Bucks team is going to look. Uh, they might have Antonio Brown. Is, is, they're going to have to have him as their lead receiver coming off of weeks and weeks of inactivity because of an ankle injury uh, and because of the suspension from having uh, the, the fake vaccination card. All of a sudden, not only is he back, but he's like the guy. Like, that's Tommy's buddy, so he, he wants him. You, you, you got him, and you, that might be all you have, him and Gronk, basically. Um, and then they, they get to go to Carolina with all that drama and, and situation with Cam Newton, and then apparently he's still – going to be the guy. I, I haven't heard them say that they're going back to P.J. Walker yet, but man, Cam uh, does not look right. Uh, so with that, the 10-4 and four Bucks are 10-point faves at the 5-9 and nine Panthers. Yeah, Tommy could be missing all of his receivers, you know, and I'm, you know, I crap on him thinking he's the GOAT, but I'll tell you what, all, even missing all these guys, he still has a better receiving core than anything he ever really had <laughs> in New England. I mean, he'll have Scotty Miller and, and Gronk and Antonio Brown, that's still better than most of the receiving cores that he ever had when he was Johnson. in New England. Yeah, so so Tom Brady will will have guys. Tom Brady's also coming off of a game in which he got shut out. So I don't mm-hmm. want to be the Carolina Panthers <laughs> going into this game. 
this, this feels like Tom Brady just finding guys all over the place. He'll probably go for 400. I'll take Tampa Bay squish. You know, I, I get the feeling if the Panthers are going to compete with, with Tommy and the world champs, this is going to be, this is going to have to be the, the door, time. The door is open. <laughs> it's now or never. If you're going to do it, this is it. I'm basically that uh, just, just attrition, just nothing but the, the Bucks are, are beat up and susceptible to defenses that can bust them in the fucking mouth. And the Panthers uh, will, will put forth effort and come after Tommy. Uh, I'll, I'll take the points. I'll take Carolina and the, and the 10 points at home. Yeah, we're definitely uh, under uh, – this makes sense. We're picking the games three days out, and there's a lot of question marks on these games. So it makes sense that we're mostly underdog heavy. I, I, I don't know what to make of any of these. I, I really don't. No, this is a weird week. And, and it, you <laughs> yeah. know, just the way that the calendar lines up with Christmas and, and, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day pretty much eating up when we would normally be doing our show, you know, it's just a it's just quirk of the calendar. We would have a lot more clarity on some of these uh, absences, that's for sure. All right, late afternoon games, Chicago-Seattle. Both teams out of the playoff race in the NFC. Chicago four and ten. Seattle five and nine. Bears are six and a half point dogs at the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, as much as I've been crapping all over the Seahawks, I'm not taking the Bears going up there. Not, not, nice, nice try against Minnesota, but uh, even that wasn't good enough. Even Justin Fields throwing, you know, I'll throw in Kirk Cousins by two. I, yeah, they're they're just bad. Um, I'll, I'll take the Seahawks here. I'll give the points. I'm not very confident with it. I can see this game going either way. Um, no. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's so hard to have any faith or trust in the Bears right now, um, especially on the road in a spot like this. So if Seattle's got anything left, if, they, if they've got anything in the tank, uh, it's a good spot to, to, to take out a little frustration. Uh, breaking news before I make this pick is I've – put in the rest of the schedule uh, except for the Monday night game. And I'm looking up and down at the, uh, the pickings that are left for me and I don't like any of them as far as uh, potential locks. Oh. So let me officially do that live before we, uh, before You're we go locking the up the Bengals. Now I am officially locking up Cincinnati minus three hosting Baltimore. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, as far as uh, Chicago, Seattle, um, I'm a bears fan. Take everything I say about the bears with a grain of salt. Oh, Justin Fields against the Just, Legion I mean, of Room. Justin Fields against the Legion of Room. Oh yeah, that's true. But you have to say it like it, like you can, uh, like you taped it beforehand, like Justin Fields. <laughs> Look, I, I have a lot of confidence in Justin Fields. He might actually make some plays in this game. <laughs> it could be a shockingly good connection for Chicago. Uh, I wish the defense wasn't so beat up. I might be on upset alert, but I'll take the points. I'll, I'll take the six and a half. Uh, Steelers and Chiefs. Pittsburgh seven six and one. Kansas City ten and four. It's another really good team for the uh, Steelers to play, so they won't be asleep in this one. At least they're going to be trying. Uh, no idea who's playing on either team. Just no idea. Uh, Devin Bush is gooped. Uh, but it's early enough. He might be able to get cleared. Uh, we know the tight end, Pat Freermuth, would probably not play for the Steelers. He's coming off a concussion. Chiefs, that's the big question. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, both gooped along with many others, but happened early in the week. They may be cleared by Sunday. We just don't know. Uh, 
Jones and Ward in the defensive uh, on the defensive side for the Chiefs are going to return from being gooped last week. So we got guys going on the goop list and guys coming off. Uh, and Josh Gordon also returns from the goop list, and that might be huge if Tyreek Hill does have to miss this game. They really might yeah. need uh, Josh Gordon on the field there. So with all of that uncertainty, uh, don't know how you feel about that, but Steelers are plus 10.5 at the moment at the Chiefs. Oh, wow, because, yeah, I'm looking at the live line right now. It's 8.5, so you get that okay. number back more towards where it opened. Um, I, I liked that number moving down towards Kansas City, but I don't like that number at 10 and a hook. Uh, so yeah, so go figure. I mean, so Casey's going to win by nine. That's how precise I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs uh, to, to to not cover uh, ten and a half. Okay. Uh, I I don't want to do this, but the desperate times call for desperate measures. This is my second contingency pick. Um, I'm putting it on both on either one on Kelsey or Hill. If either uh, Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill miss this game i'm taking the pittsburgh steelers and the points if they both get cleared and wind up playing i'll take kansas city and i'll give the 10 and a half i think they can uh, have the firepower on the field to overcome the the steelers and their pop gun offense but if one of yeah. them is missing i think the steelers could keep it keep it kind of close so they're, they're yeah if this was more contention. regular strength i actually more regular strength in this game i actually think kansas city would have been a good candidate to just blow the steelers doors off yeah so we'll see how that shakes down by Sunday. Uh, and the last late game is Denver-Vegas. They're both 7-7 seven and seven in that AFC soup in the uh, AFC West. Uh, they battled in week six, and Vegas went to Denver and came out on top 34-24. That was the first uh, Rich Bisach, what was his name? Uh, Bisach. Yeah, I don't know. Don't even know who their coach is now. <laughs> don't care. That was his first game after the uh, the John Gruden canning. Uh, so in this one, the Broncos are, again, another one-point uh, spread, Denver plus one at Vegas. Uh, yeah, uh, for the sake of brevity, I don't really care about this game. Uh, Raiders. <laughs> okay. Um, I did forget to mention that uh, uh, we briefly talked about the uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater concussion. So Drew Locke yeah. is in line to be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. And... Definitely Raiders. <laughs> Probably because of that, I feel pretty strongly in taking the Raiders uh, along with you, although not strongly enough to lock that up. Uh, but in hindsight, maybe I should have. I don't know. Um, and then we're not picking the Monday nighter. Remember, we're doing that on Twitter. So Sunday night football is the Potato Skins and the Cowboys, Washington coming off the short week, that game getting moved, um, and coming out on the short end against the Eagles. Uh, Washington at 6-8, and eight, Dallas at 10-4, and four, coming off of beating the Giants. Uh, they just played a couple weeks ago, and Dallas won that game 27-20. to 20. Big defensive plays by the Cowboys uh, pacing them in that one. Uh, and this one, Washington is plus 10 down in Jerry World. Yeah, and yeah, we don't know quite like what the total uh, quarterback situation even is going to be for Washington. But again, you, right. something, you know, Dallas isn't exactly blowing teams out. Washington despite the record not showing it, probably the second best team in this division. They're certainly the, the more consistent team. I think the Eagles are a little wild uh, and a little, a little over the place. They're a, sort of a one-dimensional team. I think this is enough for Washington to kind of linger around. 
Uh, I think that's a lot of points. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the points play again and uh, go with Washington. Uh, yeah, we think Beerman is going to return a quarterback for Washington yeah, coming off. Which actually makes me feel even even better because I, I think he's good enough to keep him under the number. Um, but they look like they're going to have uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's got a bad toe. It looks like he's not going to play possibly for Washington. I think that's actually a big deal. He's been one of their more consistent players, probably their most consistent player on offense this season. Uh, like I said, the short week, uh, Mike McCarthy didn't make any guarantees this time, so that's uh, good for <laughs> Dallas. Um, uh, Washington is on the way out of playoff contention, so I'm going to go with Dallas to, to trump them and, and cover the 10 points. Uh, more on our after show when we come back. All right, that leads us into our VIP after show program where we uh, celebrate that we didn't get cut off this week, so that's good. We what heard each other to the clearly. After show last week, because as soon as she said that, I could hear you like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, because that. Oh, that did you hear me? me. <laughs> yeah, I could hear you real quick though, as she was cutting us out of the show, saying, yeah. you know, thanks for using. And you're like, what the? <laughs> yeah, I, I caught the real because I'm just sitting here, and all of a sudden it's like, what? Show, show's over, folks. Go home. Yeah, that was that was sort of old school. Where sometimes we're doing our after show thing and we get snipered. Where Sniper. Radio yeah, we, just says, "Yeah, but, we're, but you're done. It's over." That was like eight <laughs> minutes in. They were just right. like, "This show's over. <laughs> we're, we're done with you. <laughs> We've heard enough." Yeah, I don't know. That was just one of those things. That I don't think that was a disconnection. Like I don't think that was anything on my internet or anything. I think they yeah, I think no. Walk Talk Radio was just finished with us. You're dead to me. Goes right out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I'm got six uh, six days off in a row now, so I got myself a nice little vacation here. There you go. Well, that's yeah, that's, that's nice. And obviously, we're doing a whole bunch of you know. Obviously, tomorrow we don't have much going on for the holidays, but yeah, Saturday we got to be three different. You know, we got Christmas here with the kids in the morning. Then we got Christmas at the in-laws. Then we're going over to a, a friend's house for the Packer game at three thirty. Uh, Sunday, we got to drive up north and go to my mom's, you know, so yeah, it's going to be, uh, you know, a couple of those days just doing all the Christmas thing, and then at least I get a few days after that to recover. That's good, yeah, it sounds like you're going to need some recovery time after all that. And be home with the cute factors, and let, you know, watch, you know, have fun with them, enjoying their, their Christmas presents and all that, so. That's, that's always great. My daughter was funny, because she wanted to have the she wanted to have the headphones on while you to, to hear the intro. She like gets really excited by the intro. She thinks it's funny, <laughs> and uh, you know when, when, when the let's go comes out, she starts cracking up. You know, <laughs> then, then, then the music comes on and she starts doing this like weird little like violin thing. Oh, you know, and this is like oh boy, like oh it must be the music. The snake charmer music is on. <laughs> She's feeling it. I, I, oh yeah, good. it was. You know, it's too bad that this is, uh, you know, just an audio only. Uh, because yeah, she was really, oh. she was really giving her all. Uh, you know, she was selling. I'd love it. to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I'm imagining it. I'm imagining you know, her doing the, the waving and the body yeah. dancing and the yeah. She, well, I'm trying to think. It. You know, the last time you saw her was. Oh gosh. Oh god. Yeah, she was. She was little. You know. When you, when you, and, you know, brought her when you brought her to Corky's, would that be it? Uh, when I was sick, was that when my, my grandpa's funeral? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that would have been, 
Oh, yeah, so you haven't seen her in probably five years, six years? Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, and she's, she's big now. Yeah. yeah you she's pushing five, five feet. Pushing, yeah. pushing five foot, yeah. She's a tall, tall kid, you know, and yeah. Uh, she 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 has uh, she has that sense of humor though. She's definitely uh, I know she drives my wife crazy because she's got my sense of humor. So just take oh, that for what. God, it's yeah. Tell, tell your tell your wife my condolences. <laughs> uh, I, I can yeah. imagine. I can see her doing the the whole snake charmer thing and and the, uh-huh. the, the body dancing and oh, w- yeah. wiggling she, her she hips is. and all. She was sitting in the chair next to me in the computer chair, and she just had her eyes closed, and she's doing this whole, like, weird thing with the, like, she's she's playing a violin. She's got her fingers all pinched together. Like, she's really getting into that, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad I, I found a theme song that, that touched somebody. At least it she, touched She definitely finds this whole thing entertaining slash amusing that I do. So that's, uh, I think that might have come through a little bit when, when we did the live X Factor uh, they have a cute factor show, you know. Yeah. No, they they seem like they were having a, a very good time on those live mics. Uh, yes, my kids on the hot mic after after a few minutes because usually they're a little shy. I always have to tell them, you know, because they always want to. I give them a hard time a little bit because they're always like, "Well, we want to we want to we want to talk to Uncle Andre," and I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> you gonna say anything?" Because <laughs> I put the mic on. I put and you don't you just sit there. And you look cute, but you just sit there with this kind of like dumb smile, and you don't say anything. You just give one word answers. I'm like, you're on radio. Yeah, and then I'm, but it's good. It gives me a little practice because I have to be yeah. the one to come up with something to, to get right. anything out of them. The cute, and that, the that's cute good. doesn't just project itself through the airwaves. Right, and you know they can't see me, and I'm I'm smiling the whole time. I'm grinning uh, just ear to ear every time I talk to them because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I'm imagining their faces, and I'm imagining oh, yeah. and they're just grinning and then rocking back and forth and not saying anything. And then I'm grinning, and I'm like, okay, I got to figure out something to get these guys to say something to me. <laughs> yeah. So it, it makes me work harder to. to I, yeah, I, I'm working on my interview skills. Uh, these are not shy children which is what's the most shocking thing is they'll talk and talk and talk and talk. Right. You just got to get it out of them. You got to open yeah. them up. So, so that's on me. I, if, if I wasn't such a poor interviewer, I would get them to open up. So I have to work on my. And uh, well, you know what? A- after this week of games, we're only two weeks away from having uh, little guest pickers again. That's right. The, uh, the guest coin comes up. It would be next week, except it's the longest yeah. season ever. Yeah, so we don't not not just the not just the coin though. Last year we had the kids pick the games. Oh yeah. That's so right. I'll probably uh I'll run that out, I'll run that out again uh for week, yeah, I'm for sure, week 18. I'm sure they'll they'll love doing that. Cuz I remember uh, I believe Grant put up a 10 spot last week uh, last yeah. year in week 17. That's right. <laughs> I I I wouldn't say he can't do it again either, because that's that's the last week of the season. That's how random it is. And it'll be uh, never know. the longest season ever continues. Continues on January ninth nope. is gonna. Oh, that should be wild card weekend. I know, I know. We remember when the Super Bowl happened in the middle of January? This is how old no. we are, folks. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're lying. You remember it. No, the playoffs yeah, would start in December. And... Oh yeah, I forgot. Christmas, yeah, Christmas time would be like wild card time. Yeah, no, uh-huh. I, 
That's another <laughs> life. That was a different life. It sure seems like it was. Yeah. The, yeah. That that Bears uh, Super Bowl shuffle, I believe, uh, that, that Super Bowl win, uh, what was the date? I think it was January 19th or January 20th, something like that. January 20th, I believe it was. 1986, baby. Man, what a day. Because six days later, the Challenger exploded. Oh, uh, what a juxtaposition. I believe it was six days later. Sounds about right, 26th. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, was was still in my Bears, uh, uh, you know, feel good mode, and everything was was wonderful, and life was good. And then Miss Allen wheeled that TV in, and that was the end of that. Uh, well, uh, that's, that's, now we're having a, our feel. Oh, it's the twenty eighth. It was eight days later. Uh, that's okay. right, because it would make sense because that was on a you know. Super Bowl was on the 20th on a Sunday. On a Sunday, six so then days, this was Six Monday. days later would have been a Saturday. So, yeah. yeah. So, there you go. January 28th. So, eight days after the Bears won the Super Bowl, uh, that happened. So, when you're thinking about that in context, like, we don't think of our lives in that, where, wow, that, those things happened eight days apart. We don't think no. about that. No, definitely not. Back then, eight days felt like, you know, what four years feels like now. I know. I can't imagine what it's like for my kids because here I am thinking like it's just flying by and everything's going by so quick. And I'm like, no, you know, they're still on kid time. They just started. It's flying by for us, but they just started. This whole thing is completely brand new to them. They're they're basically just getting here as far as, you know, you know, our concept of time. They just, they, they, their lives still really just started. They, man, they haven't even, experienced anything yet to be honest it's it's so much still ahead of them but well that's the truth that is the truth (sighs) um yeah my christmas is always is always going to be low-key here uh at at home well i say as always um is different of course now in the era of covid because it it would still be low-key but at least it'd be over at my wife's uncle's house uh three minutes away from here um but since COVID is still raging on, we uh, went, uh, like I said, to uh, get uh, the same thing we did for Thanksgiving, went to the grocery store to get uh, all the, uh, the, the, the accoutrement and the, and the bird, the turkey, um, and get that all gathered up and then take it to his house uh, so that he doesn't have to leave the house, go to the store and, and risk uh, catching all the stuff that's out here. Uh, so we bring it to his house and he can cook it and, and eat it whenever he wants to. Um, her, uh, her uncle is uh, an incredible man. He's still going strong. I believe he turned 80 recently or might even be older than that, maybe 81, something like that. Um, still kicking around, still going strong, you know, still, um, basically in his house by himself, but not feeble and, and not just, uh, you know, where you got to help him do everything. He still gets up and, and, and does uh, the things that he has to do around his house. Um, but just as far as uh, food, uh, we take care of that. His, uh, you know, my, uh, his niece, my wife, uh, does the, uh, the the bulk grocery shopping for him just to save him from having to, to go up and uh, go up on, in the stores and, and risk catching anything, you know, all right. the stuff that's going on. Um so yeah, we we took the food over to him so he can uh, heat that up on on Christmas or whenever he wants and and, and take care of himself that way. Uh, so yeah, that's the second year in a row we're gonna have to do that for Thanksgiving and Christmas and and that sucks. 
you know, I, I miss being at his house. He has a, a nice extended family, nice big family that would come and, and hang out. And I met uh, his family and those, uh, the people close to his family uh, all throughout the years and, you know, have friendships with them and, and look forward to seeing them every year. Um, of course, I always talked about his, uh, his, uh, would be his granddaughter, um, Alicia, who, um, she wanted to talk about uh, time flying. <clears throat> Excuse me. She was uh, 19 or 20 when I moved down here in, in 2011 and got married. And she was the one you probably wouldn't remember, but she was taking pictures of us uh, uh, when we, after we got married, she uh, was down there on the ground, getting the angles and taking pictures and um, just being her 19 year old bubbly self. Yeah. And in, in that period of time, 10 years now, she's actually gone uh, through college, got, you know, got her degree from North Texas, uh, already quit that, job that industry that business uh, side of things went out to LA and in, in Hollywood and is actually acting and has you know been in in some movies and whatnot um so I always look forward to seeing her because I you know go hey Hollywood and then you know, had the, the big smile that she has and to give her a hug and just unbelievable to see the growth that she's gone through uh, all these years going from you know the 19 year old to now the 29 year old 30 year old um young woman as she is. Um, and yeah, I always look forward to you know, seeing her and, and giving her grief about Hollywood and, and hearing some of her stories about uh, what that life is, is all about. Uh, so yeah, I, I, but I miss all of them, not just her, but uh, all the, all the extended members of, of uh, uncle Milton's family. Uh, man, I don't know when the hell this is going to turn around and, and finally start getting better. But uh there's, uh, you know, a lot of lives that have been affected a lot worse than, than mine. So, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, sour grapes up here, but a lot of people have gone through it a lot worse than me. But just it, it still sucks to, to have life just upended like this. Yeah. No, I mean, it's two, two solid years that we've been going through this now. So you just want to. You just want to be done with it, right? You just want it to go back, and no, I don't know if it'll ever go back, but you you want it to be as close to what what it was before as possible. Yeah, the dystopian nightmare is what this what this feels like. It really does. Yeah. And then you know, there's just it's I don't know, you know, I don't know what the what it's going to take or what's going to come next, but say it's just we'll, we'll we'll remember it you know you just want to you know hopefully we'll be five years ten years down the road and we'll just look back on this period and go man <laughs> that was wild yeah that, that was that was crazy yeah hopefully uh so it's uh affecting sports we of course talk about the nfl uh, that's what we talk about every week the nba has had games that they had to cancel because teams were not able to field full squads uh the nhl shut the league down until after the christmas holiday that's how bad it's affecting them and there's been uh, plenty of college basketball teams that had to forfeit just they, they don't have a squad they, they couldn't make it to the to the school uh you know make it to whoever they were going to play so they just had to, to give up give up the, the the free l and you know i'm sure those coaches were very unhappy about all of that uh there's even a, a subtext of that like the Sunday paper down here was talking about uh, University of Memphis 
who I believe they were going to play University of Tennessee last week, and that got uh, canceled because one of the teams didn't have enough healthy players. And then that devolved uh, from what I was reading into the, you know, one school says the other was afraid to play him. And the other school says, Oh no, you were afraid to play us. And it's like, really, we're going there with, with all this crap. Uh, so, you know, that's when the macho comes out and uh, you guys are just afraid of us. No, shut up. It's, it has nothing to do with who's afraid of who is. It's, it's, it's a freaking pandemic going on. How do you people not understand this? Uh, so, so there's, you know, college sports in, in particular can really devolve into, into crap like that. I think that's um, more likely to happen there than, than anywhere else with, with all of these coaches that have to, you know, talk about, Oh, I'm growing men here. And no, you're just a, a basketball coach. Just, just calm, calm down. You're not really that important. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, continues to go on and, and affecting everything. And, and yeah, I just, I don't know what else to say. Just hope that, that it ends next year at some point. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the next uh, trip that we have planned, the next cruise that we have at the end of February. And I'm afraid of that now with, with this, this, the way Omicron is Omicron, whatever it's pronounced is the way it's uh, going through everything. I would not be the least bit surprised if we go back to, you know, canceling cruises and canceling uh, uh, vacations and things like that, uh, just because no one knows how to stop this or when, it, you know, how, how else, how else can you stop it except to just cancel everything and not even because you're necessarily afraid of who's going to get sick, but just out of legal reasons. Like you don't want anyone to get sick on your property and then now you're liable for all of that. Right. I, I hopefully, you know, we don't get there, but you just don't know. It's so hard to predict this, you know, where we're going to be, you know, three weeks from now, four weeks from now. You just want to, you know, I think the last thing I want to see is is more shutdown. Like getting locked down again, that would be, that would be rough. Having to do all the, going through that with the kids, with school and not being able to work and going through all that disruption. That That's the one thing I would be, like really, really happy to avoid. I would want to avoid that as well, but I'm I'm afraid. I don't know. I'm I'm afraid of it. Um, I think uh, I was reading somewhere about school. Some school boards starting to order in some more computers, uh, thinking that they're going to have to start sending these kids home with tablets again. We might be going back to that. So, Oof. yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. You know, and you know, with 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 Omicron, which is like we talked about on the last show, which is a, a far less virulent strain. Um, but you said the key word, fear, and fear has been driving everything. Yep, there's a lot of a fear. A lot of fear. A lot of fear. A lot of fear mm-hmm. of death. Uh, it's the only guarantee, I believe. Uh, we can't stop people. You can't stop dying. <laughs> people, are, you know, uh, that's the hard part. Yeah, is you, you can't stop dying, but you want to figure out how to stop something that can be prevented. You know, the, the method of dying. You, you you don't want people to die from this if you can stop it, if you can prevent it. You want them right. to live on so that they can go die from something else, from whatever cancer is going to really kill us all. I don't want that person with stage four cancer to get COVID and die. I want them to die of stage four cancer. <laughs> exactly. Damn it. Let them die of what he was supposed to die from. That's right. You went too. So you went three weeks too soon. Yes. Uh, I mean, no, it, obviously, it's all injustice. It's not meant yeah. to be. 
nothing's out of bounds here on this show. Uh, and we joke because we don't know how else to, to figure these, this stuff That's out. Right. We don't know how else to cope with it. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll leave the serious stuff to the serious people. Yes, the, the people that are actually uh, educated and trained to figure this stuff out, because I'm definitely not that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't pretend to uh, uh, know how to figure my way out of this. Just, you know, you hope for the best, and then everybody stays healthy, and we keep doing what we're doing, and, you know, I'm healthy, you're healthy, kids healthy, or, you know, just keep those people around you healthy. Uh, we're, we're doing what we can. I'm, you know, continuing to, to mask up everywhere I go and trying to uh, stay as far away from, from people as I could. This was not fun uh, in the store this evening because uh, not only were people not masked up, but uh, it, it's about the worst thing that you could imagine. Some of the unmasked people were coughing and sick standing there in the fucking store. And I'm like, really? Mm. This is what we're doing, really? Like, the only thing that could have made it worse is if they walked right over to me and started coughing on my face, which I, I wouldn't have been surprised if that would have happened because that's where we are. So a lot of people that wanted that, that are not just sick but, like, proud of it, like, yeah, I, I probably got the COVID. Yeah, this, this, this people are crazy <laughs> out here, man. Yeah, I'm not the one run, out there running around uh, putting masks on everywhere I go. But But if I was sick, I'd be at home. If you're sick, stay home. That's that seems yeah, to be so, such common sense. It's simple, yeah. There's still, you know, no matter what your take is on this whole thing, there's still that common sense part of it. It's like, you know, if you got if you got a cold or you know any of that, right? There, just, just do the right thing. Just stay home, please. Please do the right thing. Um, is there any upbeat thing that we can talk about before we get out of here on the on the down note or? No, <laughs> no I'm, just, I'm actually I'm pretty beat. It's been yeah. this 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 stretch of getting through to this point uh, has kind of has kind of wiped me out. Even though I was off uh, the last couple of days, I was you know, doing stuff at shovel. That's been fun. Uh, you know, the other day we were supposed to get the dusting of snow and turned into a full inch of snow, and so I had to go out and get the sidewalks all done and the driveway all done. You know, because. Not, no small amount of real estate to run out there and have to shovel uh, to clean up. So my, my wife will not be happy if she has to. She doesn't like driving on it in the driveway because it leaves behind tire tracks. So, yeah, yeah, you want to have that driveway clean. You don't want to have those two nasty ruts of snow because then those just build up on top of each other, and then you end up with this uneven driveway. And uh, there you go. That's that's. Been my last couple of days moving furniture. Uh, getting ready for the holidays. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get to bed and get get to enjoying these days off. So I wake it's up in the good. morning. It's good that she's got you trained. You're you're just like all the other husbands. My <laughs> wife's got me trained on the things I have to to keep done. And yeah, is happy, happy wife, happy life is is what I keep hearing. To to which I sometimes respond is. Is there such thing as a happy husband? Because I don't remember hearing. Yeah, nobody, nobody seems to care too much about that. Yeah, that is, such is life. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, but All we're right, okay well, with that. We, we we expect that. Yeah, that's that's, that's how that's pretty much how we knew it was going to be when we got married. I think so. I don't think there's been any too many big surprises. <laughs> oh, from that so standpoint, no. Yeah, from 10 years of, of matrimony for, for each of us. 
yeah, at this uh, point in the game, if there's if you're still hitting surprises, uh, <laughs> don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, pay pay better attention. I think is is what. Yeah, should have known what you were signing up for. All right. Uh, well, uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas yeah. to no, you Merry and your Christmas family. You. Yep. Uh, and we got football Saturday uh, later on after they open the presents and whatnot. Um, and football on Sunday, and we'll be back with the regular uh, time, uh, date and time, for our football party uh, next Saturday, uh, New Year's Day. Did we decide on that? Oh, um, yeah, that night would be the most, uh, that would make the most sense to just do it on that Saturday night, because all the festivities are the night before. Right. So I'll be beat, (laughs) but... (laughs) You know, that that's going to make the most sense. Because uh, do we have Saturday games next week? Sure I, we I don't do. believe so. Oh, I no. Think they, 17, they, 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 17 and 18 not... are Sunday only. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, this is the last Thursday night. And... Uh, yeah, you're right. All the games are 1-2. Uh, and then there's a Monday nighter. So it's a very, okay. about as normal of a week, old school normal of a week. As, you know, no Thursday night game, no... Saturday games. This is this, right. this really is old school. Yep. So there you go. The uh, Saturday night, uh, the first day of the year, January the first, will be uh, our next show, the full football party, recapping this week sixteen and getting you ready for week seventeen. And once again, remember, lot of craziness, a lot of uh, uncertainty as far as uh, who's playing, who's not. We both reserve the right. Uh, in addition to our contingencies uh, to make changes for our picks, depending on who's playing and who's not. Again, follow us on Twitter for those changes. I am at IMLDDre. J is at IMLDJTG. Uh, We will get those out as timely as we could if we have any other changes. But uh, the ones that we documented live on the show, I definitely have the, uh, the asterisk put in place uh, for when you see these picks up on the blog site. And with that, I think we are finished. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, well, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Because uh, Happy New Year after the next show. That's right. All right. He's Jay. I am Dre for the uh, Cute Factor, uh, Cute Factor 1, who joined early in the show. Uh, We thank you all for listening, and we sign off, and we wish all of you, of course, a very Merry Christmas. And for all of you fellow Skinner alums, I'm sorry to trigger you once again, but get those fingers ready, and everyone have a Merry Christmas. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock, jingle bells swing, and jingle bells ring, snowing and blowing. A bushels of fun Now the jingle hop has begun Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bell time and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square In the frosty air What a bright time It's the right time To rock the night away One horse sleigh. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.